Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. Yes, you did. What's happening, weirdos? Here are the tour dates with a little bit more information because uh, sometimes my website, my website, is not up to date. So here it is. I'm going to be in Madison, Wisconsin. That's this Thursday and Friday at the Madison Comedy Fest. Friday, October 24th uh, through the 26th, I'll be in Phoenix, Arizona at Stand Up Live. Thursday, November 6th, I'll be in Brooklyn for the uh, Bell House. Friday, November 7th through the 8th, I'll be in Chicago at the Up Comedy Club. Friday, November 21st, I'll be in Fayetteville, Arkansas for the University of Arkansas. Saturday, November 29th, third year in, the row, in a row, I will be back in Boston at the Paradise at the Dice. Uh, please come out to that. That'll be awesome. December 5th, I'll be in Iowa City at the University of Iowa. December 11th uh, through the 13th, Bloomington, Indiana at the Comedy Attic. And Friday, February 20th through the 22nd, I will be in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Improv. I'll also be adding some new dates coming up uh, very shortly. W. Kamal Bell, an awesome dude, a funny dude, and a great episode. So let's get to that as soon as possible. The uh, sponsor is Dollar Shave Club, <laughs> to which I ask... Is there anything worse than buying razors? You gotta remember that you need them in the first place, then you gotta sit in traffic to the store, you gotta get to the store, then you gotta get inside that plastic fortress that they lock for some reason. So you gotta find the one guy that has the key, usually Gary. You can't find Gary, he's on break, he's in the back, and then you finally find him after he's done texting his girlfriend. You get the precious razors and they're $25. It's ridiculous. I'm never doing it again. I joined dollarshaveclub.com. For a few bucks a month, dollarshaveclub.com delivers great razors right to my door. DollarShaveClub.com is so much smarter than going to the store because the plans are just $3 a month. You sign up once, it takes two minutes, then sit back and blades just arrive like clockwork. You can shave with a fresh blade every week. No membership fee, no commitment, and they have a money-back guarantee. So you have nothing to lose by trying them out. So stop trudging to the store for overpriced razors with Gary. Do what I did. Join DollarShaveClub slash weird and uh, that's dollarshaveclub.com slash weird. All right, guys. Enjoy. Come out. Hope to see you out on the road. Come out. Uh, what's happening? I went across the street because I thought it was... No, you're good. I, did, did you think we said 12 or did I say 12? No, you didn't say 12. Oh, okay. I got here. I got dropped off early. Okay. I thought you were going to be uh, late because you were landing at 12. Yo, oh. Did you make that face because you thought... I was like, are we starting now? <laughs> I remember this is the guest seat. I know we're two big men, but if you don't mind sitting diagonally there, uh, no, uh, no, I, I, my, and I got it earlier. It's a complicated, you know how it is sometimes you get an earlier flight because you want, you know. where were you? I was in uh, San Diego. <laughs> I can't believe you know that you thought. I believe that you thought. I mean, it was, yeah, it's a comic. I thought you were going to be also, like, delect, directly uh, going back to the... Yeah, well, that is the last thing we talked about, which was very uncomfortable for me, but since, <laughs> since then, we've had... Uncomfortable for you. Wow. <laughs> well, that's what it's about. Yeah, it's yeah. about me and yeah, my yeah, perception about, of the I world. <laughs> I've listened to the podcast. I understand. I listened but, this morning to Cameron's Did you really? Video. No way. Isn't she great? She's, yeah, she's great. She's and I was also trying to just make sure I did... I hadn't listened to her in a little while, so I was like, let me just make sure I do my... Pete Holmes homework. That's good diligence. That yeah. is something that I almost never do. And then I get to a podcast and they're like, well, as you know, it's your top 50 favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, that's the thing. It's like, well, you know, we always yeah. play the game. Uh, the game. Everybody knows the game. Let's just play the game. Okay. You start the match. 
All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No fooling. That's what I love Who Charted. But when they did yeah. Who Charted, they were like, coax an egg out of the golden goose. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I was almost glad I didn't know about it because I would have worried about how to do that properly. Yeah, no, we all forget that we're, I mean, our things are all, this is, well, this is the story of America. Our individual things are very important to us. Yes. And we forget that they're just our things. We, well, that's the thing that, that's kind of the trip I've been on lately that keeps coming up, which is we're all the stars of our own movies, which mm-hmm. is kind of, it's. Although some of us are, <laughs> some of us are like, I feel like I'm doing uh, extra work in my own movie. I feel, like I feel like I can't get screen time in my own movie. That is so true. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. people have uh, great, great dreams and aspirations, but they keep getting cast yeah, as yeah. the guy in I'm the a, background. In my, I'm, I got a wife and a kid. I'm a featured player. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm guaranteed. Not in, and I travel a lot, so I'm not in every episode. You're in like six out of 12. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a come out episode. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. It's like when it's a Lisa episode. <laughs> exactly, yes, yes. <laughs> and yeah, and some people are like, oh, it's a Lisa episode. <laughs> there are actually uh, some really good Lisa episodes. I love the one where she goes to the boardwalk. City. I, I don't even know what it's called. But I but the thing, the idea I say mystical meaning a lot of like mystic types enjoy it, but I, I find the thought that no one uh, is thinking about you as much as you think they're thinking about you. Yeah, no, that, that'll give you a lot of uh, solace, I think. It will. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just sort of wandering around. I mean, it, it comes in good. I mean, I think there's a lot of levels of that. But yeah, certainly uh, it sometimes people are thinking about you way more than you think they should be thinking about you. That's true too. Yeah, has that happened to you? I mean, yeah, I'm sort of, I'm sort of slowly getting into the racial waters. <laughs> but, but, I just, but yeah, certainly it's time to go. Oh, everybody's thinking about me. Oh well, I, I should probably think more about me. Wait, what do you mean? How how is that? Ra- where are the racial waters? In that this? when you're, you know, I don't, and you know, I, I feel like as the I'm, uh, the, I walk in, we're having a good conversation. Come on, I've got to bring up race. No, no, uh, no. If, uh, that as a as a as a black male, yep, I can only speak for myself. As a black, a big black male or a gentle giant, as the media likes to call us, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, no, I've I've, I've a bit I'm doing now oh, about the fact that fuck. like stop saying gentle giant. It makes it sound like it's somehow notable to be big black and nice. Yeah, like, I know. That's, we got to really go. That, that one's a nice one. Well, this you can't say this enough. Forget forget that you're known for bringing up race. Something that you said to me is, is the luxury of being an individual, and that really yes. was something that you blew my dick off with. Where, <laughs> where when we were talking. You know, I like making mistakes. Yeah, because that really is how I learn. So when when we're talking about like black people are late, like it wasn't that. It was that black comics go long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which then, I was so far, I was like, I didn't. But you learn a new one every day. You didn't know it. I didn't know it. You know, yeah. What? Neil Brennan looked at me like I was insane. And well, I'm like, Neil, you probably had more black people than I do. We, <laughs> well, Neil and I worked at the same club in Boston, and it wasn't. But here's the thing. Other that you taught me. Other people were also going long. Yes, but if two black guys do it, then yeah. that, that's then the what black, I, then the black community does it. The black community does it. Yeah. So that really is something that uh, you know. I don't. I call these pop ups. You have to say like, I don't consider myself racist, but I do take the note. You know what I yeah. mean? I yeah. noticed that I was doing something that is racist, even though the whole my black my my heart is not black. Well, it's just the thing about and I was listening. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm a guest in the podcast you with Cameron Esposito because I just listened to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like the whole thing is that in America, and we just have to, if we could get uh, you white people to accept one thing, <laughs> just one thing, that white is normal. That when people go, people do this, right? they generally mean white people do this. Yep. And I mean, I hear people do it, I hear people do it who aren't intended to be racist, but, and then also, sometimes people means 
white men do this. Right. And sometimes it means tall, white, good-looking men do this. Right, right, right. You know, like, like anybody can be president. No, any tall, relatively good-looking white man can be president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Occasionally yeah. a black guy and maybe a lady. Right, right, right. Uh, but right. in general, the norm is is whiteness. I'm trying to think yeah. of, like, a banal example of that. Like, something you'd say, like, like a generalization you'd make, that, other than the president one, because that's a big one. But, like, the- a... Uh, I just hung up on my wife, by the way. That's, <laughs> that's going to be bad. Black later. people are always hanging up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually, yeah. No, you're right. That That is something that I'm, even in Cameron's episode, when we were talking about, you know, that is an episode that I, I considered that I made a mistake because we were talking about uh, her sex life. Mm-hmm. And I was assuming that she wouldn't know what it felt like oh, to yeah, have sex yeah, with a girl yeah, on yeah, her yeah, period yeah, yeah, yeah. because she's not getting as deep yeah, yeah. as I Because <laughs> she's not that, that was he, so good. I, I mean, but I started yeah. to sweat because yeah, I was like, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to offend you, her. You're already picturing your Twitter at mentions <laughs> of the future. <laughs> you know, I, I know. And, and luckily people did not pounce on that. But I'm constantly making mistakes. But that was the weird water that we trudged through together. Mm-hmm. And now I don't assume... Uh, that lesbians are just licking each other. <laughs> They're just like just staying outside it's of the just just on the edge, the edge just, of the vagina. Yeah, they, the, there you go <gasps> on yeah, each other, yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. that's all. That's what gets them. That's yeah, what gets them that's going. What gets them going. But yeah. that's that's gay dudes too. Like that was a big. I feel like that's the past five years is that we've all been like, not all gay men have anal sex. Is it like mm-hmm. a big thing? Yeah, I mean, what we all do behind closed doors is what we do behind closed doors, right? But then that goes back to your thing about, like, the uh, privilege of being individuals instead yeah, of, like, yeah. gay dudes. Yeah, because straight is also considered to be the norm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just, like, this is what people do. And, that's right. You know, and then it leaves a lot of people. Statistically, it leaves most people out. It's just that some people have indoctrinated themselves into accepting that that's the norm. So they don't even call them. They don't even call other people out on it. So You mean numbers-wise? Yeah, numbers. So black people will hear people. Black people will hear somebody go, people do this. And they know subconsciously that people are talking about white people, but they don't sort of go, hey, wait a minute. Right. You know, they're just sort of used to it. And then similar, you know, uh, racism. Institutionalized, as they call it in prison. Is that, yeah. Where you sort of just become used to the fact that this is the rules of the game, and so I'm... I'm well, it's an illusion. Say, yeah. It's yeah. an illusion. Yeah. Well, isn't... sometimes it's a lock. <laughs> sometimes it's a, sometimes you can't leave. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's actually just, you just become used to the rules. Right. And even though the rules are fucked up, you go, well, these are the rules. And That's right. And I'm not, I'm not going to change the rules, so I will accept the rules. Well, I often, you know, I think it came up on Cameron's podcast. I think the thing that we're going to look back on us as awkward was how, how we treat tra- uh, transgendered people. Because when we look at, like, heteronormative in this mm-hmm. hetero, when we talk about yes. what you're saying when we say most people taking it to that extreme I think you often are referring to men mm-hmm. and and then even like what a man is and, and what a woman is mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff it's, it's like we're really I used to well it's like the thing like for example that thing I mean I was a kid four out of five doctors you're picturing a white guy. Yep. When you say four to five doctors. Hey, one of them's Asian. One <laughs> of them's Asian. That, but that's a nine since the 90s. Yeah, yeah. You've allowed an Asian in there. <laughs> because of that tried. But commercial. as a kid, it was like four to five dentists. You're picturing four white guys. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. That's just the, the nature of the game. I because, read yeah. a really great article about a woman. I actually kind I don't know. Sometimes I get embarrassed because if a, if a white person writes a thing about their white privilege and, and they explore it, like somehow we've done something noble. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get embarrassed. But I, 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 I understand what you're saying, but I also appreciate the, making the effort. You know, yeah. sometimes it's like, well, at least somebody's trying. Somebody's well, that article care. really helped me. This, this white woman wrote this article about how she started to believe the illusion mm-hmm. sort of thing and, and the thing and what that meant. So she said one of them that really stuck with me was if you ask to speak with the manager, you're going to you're re- that's mm-hmm. code for can I speak to a white person? What can, what can I 
I, yeah, can I speak to the in a man? Lot of can I speak to the manager? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I, yeah, if you're speaking to a white <laughs> yeah. woman, it's the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, can yeah. I speak to the manager? <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not, a bit. That's not that's an accident. Well, it's not an accident. Yeah, it's not an accident that that's part in there. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's not the woman manager. Yeah, exactly. You won yeah. the manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that is something I am called out on. Huge, huge, yeah. huge, huge, and and yeah. something I, I you don't know what to do. But you're right; it is go back to the numbers thing. There's so many more people. Mm-hmm. It's just this uh, powerful, or mm-hmm. they got the power early. Well, I mean, white <laughs> men came in the country and defined citizenship as being a white man for a long time. Yeah, not even a woman, <laughs> not even a right, woman right, could right, be. Right, right. You had to, and also you had to be a white man who owned property. So that even cut out like white men who didn't. So it was like it was always America was set up for the rich white men. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then, slowly they went, okay, why guys who don't own land can be? Slowly. Yeah, slowly. Then, you know, I mean, <laughs> those guys about, trickled in. You know, women are only allowed to vote, what, in the last century? Like, you yeah, know, like that crazy. hasn't been, you know, it's like, crazy. You know, that, 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 uh, yeah. Well, let the women vote. Like, that right. was a thing they had to, women had to make to a quote Orny Adams, we had a vote and then we lost the vote. How the fuck, <laughs> how'd we fuck that up? Exactly. Yes, really funny yes. bet. Yeah, like, it's just like that. I mean, it sounds ludicrous to think that, you know, they had to occupy Wall Street to get the vote, you know? Right. They had to actually make a thing happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're, I, that's all obviously familiar for me. I just kind of, I, I kind of like remembering how yeah. these things happen. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah. Anyway, now we're now we're here with me. The the privilege of the individual is is something that's fascinating. But then going back to the the original thought, mm-hmm. which is we're all the stars of our own movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> and did not take things so personally. I thought maybe you were thinking, is that a luxury? Because what I went to was, you know, I grew up in Cambridge, uh, and well, I went to school in Cambridge. And I'd have the, my black friends getting followed in, you know, Seven Eleven was a was yes. a classic thing. Yeah. So did we eventually because yeah, we, yeah, we were riff raff. But know. you yeah, because you came identified like by how you dress and how That's you right. act and That's how right. long you hung out and how often you came and That's how often right. you didn't buy anything because they started to put pieces together of like right. this guy comes in here a lot. That's this right. Guy. <laughs> this right, guy. Right. 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 <laughs> this guy. This guy. Pete Holmes. I don't. Well, know I got the name. individual thing. Yeah. 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 I got he, the individual. He. Thing. I have noticed in here a lot not buying things and then I, and then when he leaves there's skittles that are missing. That's right. You know. Yeah. You know what's fucked up is we were shopping. Yeah, exactly. We were. I mean, we were. That's, that's not the worst thing in the world. That's why I think it's so funny when people talk about like the thing that happened with uh, with uh, with Michael Brown. That if he if he and did indeed strong arm, which I call it strong arm robbing, but he basically took something and said, "I'm taking this and I'm leaving," and yeah. he yelled at the guy. That's you, teenagers should be allowed to do that and not end up dead in the street, right? You know? that's, Absolutely. You know, so I think that that's. That we're uh, that's what teenage years are for. So making mistakes, testing limits. That's right. That kind of yeah. goes back to what I was saying. It's like we need to fuck up all the time yeah. to see where where the boundaries are. Yeah. And I actually think the corner store in Lexington where we used to steal uh, Playboys knew we were up, knew what we were doing. Yeah. You know why I think they might know is because a week earlier we asked if we could buy one. Ah, uh, yeah, and, yeah, and he yeah, said no. Yeah, yeah, and then a week later, which is like an eternity to yeah, children. Yeah, you think they'll never know what happened? Yeah, why in walks? Oh, it's those guys who want face yeah, child. The guy who wanted to buy the Playboy. We could go now. He's got a big jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps looking over his shoulder. Yeah, and yeah. then I went in the back and moved. I thought this was a pretty good technique. I hid the Game Pro magazine, mm-hmm. meaning I just like put another magazine in front of it. Went to the front, asked if they had Game Pro magazine, so he would come out. <laughs> and <laughs> there's only one guy working, and he would come out and be like, "Oh, it's here." And during that, my friend Opie, it's actually a black kid, would yeah. come in and, and yeah, take it, yeah. and then would enjoy like it. Like Ocean's Ten. It was Ocean's. 10. <laughs> it was like little, not Ocean's Eleven. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ocean's Ocean 10-year-olds. Ocean's 10-year-olds, yes. There we go. There we go. I don't know why I felt the, the need to share that. The thing that you that you made me think of was in uh, Mad Men. Have you ever watched Mad Men? 
no, me and my wife tried to get through season one, and we and we we were like, we can't do this. It's a boring show. I well, love it, and it, it just also boring. just was like, <sighs> that's my reaction to it. it was, Why? It just uh, yeah, I get it. It was in the fifties or sixties. White guys had a good run. I get it. <laughs> I, get, like, I, just, like, I, I get it. I, I just don't. I don't need to. I, I get it. I, I, I don't. And I'm not saying people are bad for liking. No, it, it's but one I of my think, favorite shows. But people it's really. Slow. But people also really act like either something was better back then, which I can't stomach, Stand, yeah. and or that that's actually what was happening, that Mad Men is somehow a historical document. Right, right, right. And to me, it's like, first of all, those guys weren't as good as looking as Don Draper. Yeah. Like, like the guys who ran. Like, those, they, if they're drinking they're, that much, their yeah. faces are going to be and fatter. And their suits weren't tailored, and <laughs> right. like, you know, none of, none of that was happening as, as, as it right. looks. And I don't think they even mean it to be historical. It, right. It's not historical fiction. It's a, sh- it's a show set in that era. Right, and right, right. Playing fast and loose. And they're allowed to do that. But just the people get, it happens not in the 21st century. People get it very, there's no such thing as guilty pleasure anymore. Mm-hmm. People feel like all their pleasure should be defended. And That's so, if you, and so, if you go, I don't like Mad Men. They go, then you're stupid, right? You know, and right. it's like, no, I just it's television. All right? I'm not allowed to like yeah, television. Yeah, like, isn't that a thing? Like, absolutely allowed. And so, me and my wife, basically, she tapped out in the like in the middle of the first. It was back old school Netflix discs, and she packed, tapped out in the middle of the disc because she was like, "This is, show is sexist." Uh, and I tapped out at the end. I go, "No, I think it's racist." And we had that fight. <laughs> uh, you did? <laughs> yeah, that's whether that's or not that, that we. That's one of our things. I mean, no, not, not fights anymore, but we will go back and forth about. I think it's more racist than sexist yeah 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 I talk wait to so she she's a I, I don't even know the right word she's big into finding out if things are sexist that's called being a woman <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> a woman maybe a 21st century woman. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. big into it but she notices stuff the way that I know I notice things from a black <laughs> a male woman. perspective and yeah. she notices things from a a white woman perspective, yeah, and she, she's very. I mean, I think it was one of the things that brought us together. She's an academic, so she's yeah. she's uh, into looking at structures and and types and breaking them down, right? And, yeah, but wasn't I mean, you both had to obviously. I know you did knew that that was kind of the point, but you, it just wasn't fun. Well, no, but at some point people go, "It's a great show!" Like you hear right. that about, "It's a great show," and you go, oh, "I knew it was set in that era." Right? I didn't, it wasn't like I walked in and go, "What is this Mad Men?" Right, right, I, right. I knew it was set in that era, and I was like, "Oh, it's a great show!" And everybody was, like, and people I trust and like said it was a great show. So I was like, "So it's one of those things you go, oh, let's put that in," and that happens with lots of shows. That's not the only show that's ever happened. With right, people. right, right. It's a great show, and you put it in, and you go, "I can't think of the last show there was." Some show recently we tried to do that with uh, oh the the original House of Cards the British version oh there's a British version yeah it was based on a loosely based on a British version oh wow and in about halfway into the first episode we go that's we don't need to <laughs> so it's uh, but yeah so it's you're but, just talking about the phenomenon of bailing on a show bailing that everybody on a show loves. that everybody's like this is the da, 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 no that's da, me in uh, Game of Thrones and I, I I know people are I, see, I don't even ha- about tweeting I'm not even going into it I don't even I know that that's not my style so I'm I, just like I'm just not just not fantasies I've tried not. twice with the pilot. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. I know it's great. Yeah, yeah. I, Everyone yes, yes. loves it, and yeah. you're right. Yes, you're right. And yes. I'm saving it for like. But see, that's the problem. The People flu or something make you feel bad about not. It used to be TV could just be like, I like that show. Oh, I like this show. Right, 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 high right. Five and go about your business. <laughs> but now people, because of social media and because people talk about their thing, they can't just be talking about bullshit, so they have to make their thing important. Well, we were just... This show is the greatest show, and it's actually an allegory for blah, blah, right. blah, 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 And maybe it is, but it's still just a television show. Isn't that just another uh, way uh, that we love as people? I- I'm bringing you back to race. Banding together in a thing? Like, a th- we're, the, we like, one, we're we like, the ones that like this. We like to be the cool kids. I mean, we're literally... This whole 
building is set up for yeah, the meltdown. cool kids. Like we're in Meltdown Comics, <laughs> but it, it walks in, and it's not just a comic book shop. It's set up for the geekiest version of the comic book right. shop. This is like I'm sure a lot of comic book people walk in and go, "This is not what I wanted." Right, right, right. I like it to be darker. <laughs> like right. the ceilings to be lower. I'd like there to be no women in here. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot uh, of women in here. Yeah, there's there a lot are, of women. in here. I saw yeah. Kanye West in here. This is a cool store. Well, yes, yeah, that's exactly it's a this cool is, store. This is the cool store. And they got the posters for Gotham. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like Comic Con. it's a Comic Con. It's mini Comic Con. But yeah, so this is so people. Yeah, people like to invest in a thing and feel like they you can't just people don't want to think they're spending a lot of time on and I don't and I mean this in the best way possible bullshit. Mm-hmm. They don't want to spill like I'm this can't this is I want to do this all day long. I want to do this at work. I want to leave work and do it at home. I want to talk about it with my friends. It must be important. Mm-hmm. Which it just that's fine. Just remember it's important to you. That's right. You all make we we, we in an absence of religion, <laughs> in an absence of actual like we need to plow this field or else we're not going to eat in right. the, in the winter. Right. In the absence of that, this stuff but it takes the place of being important, which is fine. But just you have to attach too important to you to it. Right. Because I have that same stuff. I'm not. I mean, different stuff that I feel is really important. But it's like, it's like the iPhone just came out. And yeah. I was watching the people line up. And yeah. I actually had a moment where I was like, it's kind of sweet that that religion. Exists, mm-hmm. you yes. know that, and I'm, I've I've been a member of that church. I've waited in line for the phone, but I was kind of looking at them, and, and I no judgment. I was just like, there they are. That's mm-hmm. important to them. But you don't really see that a lot. People not only like I, I was talking to my girlfriend about that, about how people will tweet at me, and I know you've had this happen. Like your show sucks. Like I'm so glad they canceled. No, that it. never happened. <laughs> No, that's weird. That's joke leave you, of the leave week. You, leave you hanging out there like that? No, I never had any negative feedback on Twitter. What is, what's maybe your show's not maybe my show versus? I thought, I thought we would talk more about that, but uh, very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah um, absolutely, absolutely. But it's so it's not only enough to like what you like. Yes. You also have to tell the things you don't like. Yes, because go kill yourself. Because that it just seems like Viking mentality. It's like yeah. we're we're the egg wars and you're yeah. the nognars. Yeah, and and we don't like. It's the not egg enough wars. just to do our thing well. We have to. I also and also I think because they know they can get to you now in a way that they couldn't get to a quote unquote celebrity right. fifteen twenty years ago. writing a letter. To like the I think studio. about. I always think about like Lenny Bruce would have had much less comedy released if Twitter had existed. Yeah, because he would have fought all those battles. That's that same right. shit he did at the end of his career where he's just reading t- court transcripts. Right, he'd have been on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of arguing. With you would have muted him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, not a block. It's yeah, a mute. Yeah, it's a mute. Like, I like Lenny when he's on stage doing jokes. But, but I also think that those guys, uh, Bill Hicks, I've said before, too, if they had podcasts, because it was the road that really wore mm-hmm. Hicks down to the bone, mm-hmm. I, I think. By yeah. He at least said that a couple times. So I was like, if he could have had a radio show or a podcast or something. Yeah, if he could have. He, he basically, I mean, that's he. If he could have. I mean, you know. That dude made an independent, like, made a film on his own, what, uh, Ninja, what is it, Ninja Bachelor Party? Was Did it? he? Yeah, like, him and his friends made a film back when you had to make it. They were doing it on videotape and then editing it, you know, with taping like, pieces of tape you know what I mean like <laughs> like they did what people are not doing on their iPhones and iPads yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you actually had to know some you had to have some skills yeah, you, know? yeah, you yeah. couldn't just click and drop things into things and so I'm sure if Hicks was around today he'd have a podcast and, and, a, a, and, huge a, and a video blog and, and, a, yeah, 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 and yeah. a huge following yeah. I, I mean he has a huge following but he would have been around for a really 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 big following yeah and I, and I always maintain that a like what is he he died in he was 32 he died in 94 so that would have made him to be 52 now a 52 year old Bill Hicks 
would have been a, an amazing comedian. Yeah. You know, like, I think we were just sort of seeing, like, it's like Jimi Hendrix, you're like, yeah, Jimi Hendrix 27 was great, but what would a thir- 37 would have been amazing? Yeah. You know, like, it's just, that's that how that... That is a great yeah. consideration. Yeah, like, we would have been like, yeah, that early stuff he did, yeah. that was good. You know, it's like we look back You on, were looking at a lot of the raw material. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at the stuff that later, <laughs> that also perspective would have deepened his deepened his perspective yeah. you know, years would have deepened his perspective did you find that and I love it he's my favorite comedian so I'm not Bill trying Hicks to is- yeah he's my number one all time favorite people say uh, well it was actually Ricky Gervais said nobody's funny until they're after 30 which is kind of convenient for him because he started yeah, yeah. later yeah 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 Ricky but- Gervais says a lot of stuff that describes him yeah <laughs> and I think he's hilarious but it's like you are in a yeah you talk about an ivory tower yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well <laughs> <laughs> but he did say uh, th- I, I, that resonated with me a little bit in the sense that I was like, he says because you realize you're not shit. Yeah, yeah, no, because life you're because you're not well, life has knocked you down a couple times. Right, and you had to get up, you know. And I think that for me, it's no accident. And I say this it's, I'm now I'm describing myself. I think every comedian, no matter how funny a comedian is, if they have kids, they become funnier. Really? I think it's just, if you look I mean Louis CK is the best example of that. Tell that me, Louis wow, CK was was Louis CK and everybody he was a cult phenomenon. Comedy nerds before that was that name liked him and thought he was great and I knew people who had his CD and thought but then he has a kid and does that whole bit about why what the the where the kid asked him the question over and yeah, over again. Yeah, yeah, shut up and eat your fucking french fries. Yeah, that's the whole like that becomes his signature bit. And then that, where basically all the absurdism of his early career, and he's right. talked about this before, becomes rooted in a reality of like, I have to keep this kid on the planet alive. Right. And so it makes whatever you were doing before, there's actually a serious core to it. And the thing you have to be responsible to that makes, and responsibility and struggling with responsibility is always funny. Yeah. And so a kid is the embodiment of, I, like, comics don't always get funnier after they get married. That's not always true. But yep. comics always and i'm not saying you need to have a kid if you're like you need to kick this into the next level well, but can you imagine bill burr with a kid oh my god <laughs> just like because oh my god like, as a single guy i want him to hang out with his nieces and nephews more yeah, yeah. Just, but that's not that's not the same yeah, it's not the yeah, same yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to have you you can't leave that kid bill you have burr to have, with a kid yeah. and i mean i would imagine he's married he's gonna have to, you know yeah. that you have to the responsibility of keeping somebody on the planet makes you also makes it when you go on the road, you're doing it for a different reason. Yeah, and you and I call it like and I I love all these comics, but there's a thing, there's a there's a genre of comedy called single male successful comedian comedy. Yep, like where it's like it's a lot of like, what if your Xbox could fuck you? You know, like yeah, it's, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. it's not bad. Yeah, but it's like you're thinking about things because you have all the time in the world to think right. about things. That's and, right. And there's not there's not really co- and this is not a black or white thing there's black comedians like this too where you just don't have the consequences of like I have to go home and make sure that this that I can feed this person yeah. and, that, and that I'm providing some sort of example and yeah. I have to def- you know that 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 when you take you know like Hannibal Burst with a kid which is yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know like yeah, yeah. would just be like wow how do you yeah. the, all that energy and all that sort of exploration now has to focus on something yeah you know? I was actually just today thinking I was like uh, I was like, I wonder if I'm getting too happy, too comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I wonder if I need to like – because I was thinking about when I was uh, single. And I was single for about two years, almost a year and a half. And it was really lonely. Mm-hmm. And I wrote some really good jokes. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, having, a, having a thing that you can't figure out yeah. is always funny because you're always exploring it. And that could be single. But if you have a kid, you constantly have a thing you can't figure out. That, and it's changing. And it's changing. Yeah. yeah. So the, the like the thing that my daughter was when she was first born is now that she's three is completely different. And the yeah. bits have changed. And bits that still would work, I feel like I can't really do that anymore because she's not a baby anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
like an so, expiration date on the bits. Yeah, yeah. no. It's, How it's, old is your daughter? She's, she's three, three almost three and a half. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. And is that your only one? We have one that's due. Basically, we're in the window for the baby to be born. So this trip right now is costing me some uh, some some uh, psychic cost with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to L.A. and do a show. And, uh, They're sexist in L.A. Well, no, she's like, she's like, they don't give a shit about people. No, they don't. They really don't care about families and keeping them together. That is, uh, there is something kind of scary about that. I, I was just today, I had a... About what? About... About how Los Angeles is like, once you get in the business of mm-hmm. selling oh, yeah, people, yeah. Yeah. you don't care. It seems like another negotiation. Yeah, that you have like, to say, they feel bad about saying things like, my wife is going to give birth. Is that okay if I don't go to your meeting? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And normally people are fine, but you really feel like you're like, what if that's the meeting that changes everything? Right? You know. I also just think me negotiate. let's say I'm your agent, me negotiating your hours, your salary, what you putting mm-hmm, your, mm-hmm. this is Conan's line, your bone marrow into the wood chipper of, of comedy. Uh, when I'm negotiating that, which is your life, yeah, and it is your family, and it's, also it feels the same as if I were negotiating a divorce or you know custody. It's just mm-hmm. dealing with people as, as commodities. Yes. So it, we do kind of get into a twilight zony place. Which where, is why it's a good business if you're that sort of like uh, male successful comedian single guy. Those guys are everywhere because yeah. they, cause they don't have to worry about getting home at a certain time. Yeah. You know, but, it makes you available to sort of be at the industry's beck and call, which which is great. I know. But I've, I'm guilty of being a little bit of a of – a, of a, I was, I was going to say prophet. That's too, like a, a guy who advocates that heavily. Because I, I was married and then I got divorced and I was yeah. like, I'm available. Yeah, you know, yeah, so I said yeah, yes to yeah. everything. And I did benefit from that. That's why I am thrilled with your uh, perspective, which I think is absolutely true. Bill Burr with a kid, it, it just changed my life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and I'm not, and I, I remember I talked, <laughs> I was talking to, to, actually, it was, it was Bill at one point, and because uh, he, I've yeah. it, and he was, and he said something. It. He had just done a special, and I guess the special been out for a while. And he was like, "What's the?" And I was like, "When are you going to do another?" And he's like, "I got to wait till some. I have some life changes." Yeah, and Bill said that. Yeah, like, you know, I got to wait. He knew he was sort of like, I felt like he was saying, and I don't want to speak for him, tilling the same earth. Yep. You know that it's like I'm the guy who's frustrated about things, and I'm, he had to figure out a way to like have that. He knew he needed some sort of thing to happen. Either you buy a new house, or you move to a new place, or he didn't say this. I'm just yeah, extrap- or you get married, like he got married, yeah, he and got then married. you sort of like, oh, now there's a whole new area to explore. Because when not- he was on the show, this podcast, it's yeah. actually worth listening to. Uh, next time you're traveling, just listen to the last ten minutes. He just rants about never wanting to get married. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then the next time I saw him, he was married. You know, it was, it was a yeah. month later. But he had gotten married, and it was, you know, that might have been a year later, maybe not the next time, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. But the thing is, is he's always adapting and growing, but he's also fully experiencing wherever he is. Yes, yes. So Which you're is only. what makes him a great comedian. It is, yeah. absolutely. So I think that is a good burden to have. But I think kids, do you remember. When your first child was born, it, which, I do remember it. It was three years ago. <laughs> uh, what, what, what did the how did the levels change? You have to feed this this uh, person now. You have to pay for them now. Well, you know, it's funny. The reason why I think th- there's, yeah, but also that that person when you get married, your marriage, as you know, can consume a lot of your thoughts. Yep. But the when I'm at home, it, like your brain is like eighty percent the your kid and the family life so that you don't have the time in your brain to be like i wonder if an xbox had a vagina that you don't have the time to sort of like let your brain sort of like yeah wander into its sort of own dark corners because you're like okay 
we had she gets he, she wakes up around six thirty. She actually wakes us up, which is the funniest thing. Yeah, she, come come and wake up. Okay, we'll watch two Daniel Tigers. We'll eat breakfast. We'll uh, I'll make her lunch. Uh, Melissa will get her dressed, and then we'll get in the car. We'll take her to school. Okay, we'll make sure she's good at school. Da da. Okay, we get home. Okay, now I have a few hours to work. Okay, two thirty. We go back. To, like it's this whole thing where. You're, Just you expre- explaining that made me short of breath, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when it all works well. Like, yeah. what if you know? Oh, the DV the DVR is broken. There's no Daniel Tiger. Uh oh, how are we gonna fix that? You yeah. know, like Daniel Tiger's a show. I really am saying it like yeah, that yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that like that's when it's going well. You feel like oh, we're doing this. We are in the. Yeah. But you can't sort of your time to sort of be in your brain and just sort of go, I wonder what it would be like if a burrito and a <laughs> Captain America had a baby. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the shell is too hard. You can't eat it. Yeah, yeah. So it's impenetrable. It's impenetrable. <laughs> can't get to, yeah, like you just don't have... I, Successful single guy comedy is another thing that's blowing my mind. I, that to me, it's something I noticed. Uh, and I don't, it's, I'm not in any way putting it, these are people that I think... No, comics, I know, but, I know. But like... I remember seeing Hannibal's last special. I'm like, that's a successful. Yep. Like, a lot of the bits are about hanging out with famous people and yep. going to Aziz had that going to concerts Aziz had that and for knowing, a while. you know going to going to concerts and and just and stuff about being a comedian, right? Being at the airport, right? Going to after well, the Well, in the '80s, it to used to be traveling, and now because yeah. comedy has become a little bit cooler, or I would say a lot cooler, yeah. you get those bits about meeting Seal. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It is. And let me be clear, I think Hannibal's one of my favorite comedians. So this Absolutely. is not. A, this is just my like. Oh, that he has watched him going he has different thoughts than i have yeah he has a different experience because even for me if i go out on the road not that seal or kanye are coming to my shows but it's like really that thing where after the show like oh that was great and i sold some cds and i met took some pictures i want to go back to the hotel and watch netflix like like i'm not going to the oh so you're me party see this is why i've always said i have that joke about like i'm like a fun dad but that that's just true in my spirit is that Mm -hmm. like i've never been the after party guy yeah it's i've always been the netflix guy and that's why i I like what hearing what you're saying because as somebody who wrestles with whether or not i want kids i off always almost always do and then other times, you, I think every it's normal to just have that twinge of like, yeah. or should I just stay in the Hannibal pool? Well, no, and, and believe me, the only reason I mean, the only reason I had we had our daughter when we had our daughter is because my wife was like, it's time. Yeah, like it wasn't like I was like I think I'm ready. I would still feel like if it was up to me, I'd still be like I'm getting closer to being ready. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If the show was still in the air, I'd be like, all right, let's have some kids. Yeah. But like now the show's not in the air. Like yeah, we're pro-. and realizing at some point you a lot of having kids is that the. I feel like is that the two people come to a point where one of them is like it's now, and the mm. other person has to go, okay, I'll accept that. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and it could be that it's not about the woman. You have to co-sign. It just has to be that somebody has to somebody. go. Somebody, somebody goes. It's it's hap- it has to happen yeah. now, and the other person has to go. But if it was your idea during that labor, you're going to hear some bad words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Luckily, if it's the woman's idea and she's giving birth vaginally, yeah, then yeah, 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 it's yeah. Bad, you it's, know, then yeah, she's invested. Then in she's a way. invested. In, if it's yeah, then it's different. Then there's no like my wife recently said. I'm uh, so tired of being pregnant, and I sort of felt like, well, that you did this, you did this. <laughs> I mean, I contributed, but you were the one who wanted another kid. This was, uh, I'm an only child. I'm yeah. good with only children, yeah, but yeah, 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 you're the one, one of four. You want yeah. to bring another one, so that's yeah. on you. She wants four. No, she's just one of four. I don't. Oh, think she's one of four. She's I think one of four. No, I mean, I don't. I mean, if we, I don't know, we haven't had the second one yet. I mean, I think my wife would. Pregnancy is a big deal, uh, so I don't. And she's also her mom started having kids way younger than my wife was when she started having mm-hmm. kids. But you know, I don't. I don't. I think we're done. What? But then <laughs> it's not all. And I say this, people think I'm being shitty. It's not all up to me. Yeah. You know, people are going, no, I'm just saying it's not all up to me. It's about it's in the. It's the if my wife at some point goes. 
and not that she would do this, but there's that point of like, I need to have another kid f- to for this to all continue. Yeah, which is a thing that people hear in relationships. Like, we need, yeah. I need to have another kid, or else I need to be with another person. Well, it changes the orbit. Right? Yeah, there's yeah. another planet in there, and 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 you you were saying when you go home, eighty percent of your time isn't thinking about your wife; it's thinking about the family. It's about so the it's family, whole... and the kid is the focus of the family. And I will say that when I got divorced, I remember uh, thinking about. I, I, it's actually one of the first times I got high right after I got divorced, and I remember having what I thought was an epiphany. Yeah. I was like, she's just some person I met. Yeah. She's just a person I met. She was just a stranger. Mm-hmm. She's not in my family. She's just a person. Mm-hmm. And then, but if you breed with that person, then the the umbrella family really does become a thing. You, and, you, and you, but you are in that person's life for the rest of both of your for the rest of your life, right? Whether you want to be or not, right? And that's how you have my parents. <laughs> are they divorced? <laughs> no, they never even got married. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, 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 hippies. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, at that point, the, you, they would not have described themselves as hippies, but they were sort of living the black bohemian version of the hippie experience, like you know, like being a part of a uh, quote unquote tribe. They all took African names. Of, oh, really? Yeah, so they were not legally, but they had they had a group Where? of people. They hung, this is in Palo Alto, in California. Okay, my mom was going to Stanford at the time. And is this? The, I'm picturing the sixties, but is it the seventies? Oh, it's the seventies. Seventies, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the Mad Men in yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and, all, and all that. This was well. This was the follow up of the sixties, like the pe- sort of post civil rights movement. People still having some of that, and sort of the beginning of the uh, you know black and proud movement. And, yeah, and the thing about like you know sort of the the beginning of dashikis and yeah, I was black say, people taking African names. I had so. that that word loaded, but you I was had like, it loaded. I'm not gonna say. I got I got I got a bit of idea right now. I got it loaded dashikis? all the time. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I wore them when I was a kid. Yeah, did you pictures, really? Yeah, oh, certainly. There's pictures of me with dashikis. Absolutely. So they they raised you kind of in that style. Well, my mom did because my parents were not. I, I would see my dad's in the my dad's my dad's. I'd see my dad in the summer and my mom. I grew up with my mom mostly. I believe the word you're looking for is pops. My pops. That's right. If you want to pluralize, my pops. Yes. Well, that's funny. No way. Yeah. I'm a, I'm taking my dad's from here. My dad's. I'd see my dad's. Yeah. So uh, they weren't together. They were. Yeah. They met and my mom was teaching a class and he was a student. Sexy. Oh, hey. Yeah. Okay. Blurred lines. Jungle and, uh, gym fever. <laughs> Jungle gym. He wasn't that young. That would be. Uh, it wasn't. He's old. She's she's older than him, but not that much older. This about six years, not sixteen years. Uh, but yeah, yes. that was a weird one. That, that was, was a good a one. Jungle gym fever is a good. That's a, that's a great one. And also, they're both black. So there's. I know. Bit, yeah. I knew as I was saying that. I was like, this doesn't that's even a, work. It's like a great punchline for a joke that hasn't been written. Yet. <laughs> we yes. have to reverse engineer. Yeah, we got it. That happens sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Uh, so he was. He took her class. They were. Th- this is the story like the apocryphal story they took she he was in a class she was teaching it they met they hung out he introduced her to john coltrane records and he was a poet at the time and he was and she was an academic who was trying to get her phd from stanford but stanford did not she was getting her phd in english african-american literature is what she wanted to get her phd in but according to my mom stanford did not believe that african-american literature was actually a thing because mm. this was the 70s They're like i don't know black people have written enough books yet <laughs> <laughs> it's only the 70s so they wouldn't let her get a phd in african-american literature that is since of course changed yeah uh, but that you know i just like to say at stanford you think of it like being like a liberal yeah West sure Coast. no oh so she dropped out of school because she didn't want to take a degree and just uh, English literature. literature yeah. So, yeah. So, she, and then they, uh, they had, a, I think, from what I understand, a very on and off again relationship and lived together for a while. And Was talked he traveling about or did they both live? No, around? they were just, they both lived in the, in the Palo Alto area and they, I mean, I think they lived together a while, but this is all before I was born and then. They were probably together for the first maybe year or two of my life, but I don't remember it. And mm-hmm. but they just never 
my mom had been married twice by the time she met my dad, and oh. my dad had never been married. So I think she was sort of over the institution of marriage. So mm. I think he, they probably would have been married if she had pushed it, but she was she was done with it. Yeah. yeah. So did you were you close with your mom then? I like yeah. I like asking everybody which parent did they get? Did they kind of? No, I grew up with my mom. Me and my yeah. mom were best friends. Absolutely. We were yeah. Like, that was my like that was she was my first best friend, and still is you know. I and how did you. she fuck you up? How did she fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, we just skipped my how did my best friend fuck me up my mom's literally listening to this right now and like I can see the look on her face like mm. <laughs> she's on Twitter you're gonna get some ugly at mentions <laughs> I will follow her she can DM yeah, me yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no what I mean is again that's just a question I like to ask is my mother and I were very very close mm-hmm. and there, there's an there's an inevitable sort of like you're gonna get something that's gonna well, yeah, turn no us into comedians yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, how did she fuck me up? There's so many, so many answers to that question, and some could be so cute. Uh, <laughs> you know, but I think that my mom did not date. Like my mom would date men in the summer, like when I would go visit my dad, uh-huh. so that I saw my in mom. In the as, summer, she took a lover. She, yeah, she took. I think several. I think she was like, I would go out of town for three months, and it was like, you know, that was, was her time. It was on and popping. I didn't know this till later. So I grew up thinking my mom didn't date and didn't have boyfriends yeah and, and she sort of because she knew that, again raising a kid was 80 percent of her brain yep so she was like i'm not gonna bring some man in here while i'm trying to raise this kid right and she's a single mom i was gonna say does that push it to 90 maybe or 100 yeah yeah probably yeah probably pushes it to 99 percent. yeah uh and so she's like you know so she's the she's the last line of defense and the first and the first person i see in the morning and yeah. so she's she took that very seriously yeah so and as a kid it was only I realized at some point I was like, I mean, it was funny to have this thought, but I was like, I think it was in, I was graduate, I was in high school or leaving high school, or it's like, wait, has my mom not had sex since I was born? <laughs> and then at some point, <laughs> so, I think I heard from a friend of hers, or somehow like, oh yeah, we used to have fun when you went to Mobile. And I was like, say what? And then I talked to my mom about it. And she's like, yeah, that's when I would. And there were men around occasionally when I, I remember as a little kid one time seeing my mom kiss another man romantically and just being like, oh, oh. oh yeah. and maybe my mom knew that and saw that I got all weird about it, right? And, but yeah, she would apparently when I was away, she would have a good time. Did it get now? I always so I think in some sense I, that didn't model for me healthy man woman relationships. I see. Yeah. Were were you the? Was it because you were the man? You were the little man. You know what I mean? Was it kind of like? Were you her everything? I always... I mean, I, w- I was absolutely my mom's everything, but there I don't want to. There was no like you've taken the place of a man in my life. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. get. The, I thought my the thing with my mom is that we. She always said that she treated me like I was a like a equal. Yeah. So we were just there. Were, even though I was a kid, we would sort of talk very openly and honestly about stuff. But there was no sense of like my mom doesn't have any time for that. You're the man of the house. <laughs> no, no, no. Right, right, right. I did not think that like with your dad, with your papa gone, <laughs> you got to be the man around. There was none of that. None of Don't that. do that I mean, voice. <laughs> saying favorite, something that I am blind. <laughs> that's my, one of my favorite voices to do. <laughs> it's a good one. It's, it's a good one. That, that, and that's the, that's Please the, enjoy that that's the post 1950s <laughs> black voice, but then you can just take it back to, oh Lord, I don't know nothing about this, oh, all the way back to slavery. Yeah, yeah. My favorite black guy is the 1970s. Like, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the the, the jive, Afro, black the jive black guy. The jive black guy. I just yeah. can't get enough of uh, of doing the black guy who loves his uh, wife but is mean to her. He's like, get your ass out of here. And then she leaves me and he's like, God, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he loves her so much. It's like a really, really much less offensive version of Ike Turner. Basically. <laughs> like it's a but much, he, much, much, much. Yeah. She's my everything. She's my everything. Don't, yeah. <laughs> 
is my everything. That's funny. And the second his card buddies leave, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's so sweet. He yeah, is just yeah, so yeah. sweet. But he's got to keep just performing. Keep up, keep up uh, appearances. Yeah. There, I, I'm always putting my shit on other people. So it wasn't necessarily sure. the uh, the man of the house like errands or get a job or something. No. But it was like my mom loved me number one. And that's mm-hmm. how she fucked me up. And that's mm-hmm. the weirdest thing I can say. Because what is wrong with just loving somebody the most? But you lose that structure. And I kind of hear you saying that of like mom and boyfriends or in my case mom and my dad then the children you know yeah. what i mean like we, so yeah i just i think she just sort of said i don't want to bring i i think she was very conscious of not bringing in some new not i think i know she was very <laughs> conscious of not bringing some dude in who i thought was my new dad yeah she was just like that there's not gonna be any man around here because as much as her and my dad had major beef and were not friends <laughs> she didn't want she wanted that was my dad and right. she was not interested in sort of like replacing him and or making or uh, you know, bring in somebody else to be like this. You treat Jim like he's your dad. Yeah, yeah. There's none of that. You can call Jim dad. Yeah, no, there's none of that. Yeah. Whereas in the where in the other case, my dad got married. He got married. It's funny. My both my parents have been married twice. My dad, my mom was married twice before she met my dad. My dad was married twice after he met my mom. Oh wow! So the first marriage, blah blah blah. But the second marriage, he's been with that woman since since then. Like it's over thirty years now. Oh wow! And there was a push to like you should you know you can. So I'd go down there and visit. And I lived there for two and a half years because my mom had. Uh, well, I, well, no, I lived there for two and a half years because I. Other story. Anyway, I left Chicago. I, we moved to Chicago. Had, I hated she, it, and I okay. moved back. I was like, I'm going to live with my dad. Lived there for two and a half years. Uh, and and my stepmom, Larissa, there was this push. Like, you know, you can call Larissa mom. Hmm. And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I mean, nothing against her. I mean, I just, well, a little bit. I was a kid. There was a lot against her. But I was like, I already have a mom. I just right, felt right, like right. That felt like a very... Like you, you can only call one person the Queen of England. Like you right, can't, right, you know, right, just right. call everybody the Queen of England. Right. So yeah, it just felt very like disrespectful to my mom What's to con- call another woman mom. It's got to be confusing. I mean, this sounds confusing even to me, but I mean, like to an adolescent brain, the idea that all this juggling and and what is a mom and and is, yeah. is mom and mom wasn't a. It's not a word. It's not a. It's a. It's a title. Like right, you know, right, like, right, it's right. Not a, it was not just. And so it just felt to me like. She hasn't mommed me, like you know, like I mean, I mean, I, and I've known her since I was six years old. But it's like it's not the same thing. It's like, uh, it's not that's the, so yeah. funny. There's there's some mom things that have to happen. I was know? at a restaurant last night, and the valet came over and just gave me my keys and said, "Sorry, we're closing." And I said, "Okay, I'll just take my keys." And then he said, "Well, it's it's five dollars." And I said. I wasn't being mean. I said, but the service hasn't been completed. <laughs> You're suppo- you haven't valeted yeah, yeah, my yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I parked it. Yeah. I gave him the keys. Yeah. I went in the restaurant. He came in, gave me my keys, <laughs> and said $5. So that, that just reminds me of like, you didn't mom me. You didn't mom me. I'm yeah, not yeah, giving you $5. Yeah, yeah, I'm not giving you $5. <laughs> I mean, you got to mom me at first. Dude. Yeah. So and uh, and she was definitely a, a parental figure, and she's still I'm just, you know we're Larissa. closer Larissa we're closer Larissa. now one of those southern names that nobody's heard of before <laughs> it sounds like uh, a delicious cream soda well she could make it she's a good cook <laughs> is she uh, yeah so she but we and she's certainly a a mom figure in my life and yeah I have the ultimate respect for her and love for her but yeah I just felt like I can't just call her mom whereas my stepsister called my dad dad but I felt like a lot of those because her real dad was hardly ever around right so she actually needed. I felt like Larissa did the opposite of my mom. She brought in a new dad for her daughter, right? Which was my dad, and my dad certainly raised my stepsister and is as close to her as he can be. And they're clo- and whereas with me, it was like I would go visit this person and been, be told this was my new call her mom. And right, like, it's not the same. Yeah, that, yeah, that's different because she got dadded more than she had. She been got dadded. yeah, yes. So where he, I had a, I had been, <laughs> I had mom. I got mom the fuck out. I was fucking, <laughs> you were hard uh, mom. Yeah, I was hard mom. So there was no this. This didn't feel like the same thing. So here's your dad. He loves Coltrane. 
and he was a poet, and then you started spending the summers with him. Mm-hmm. What was his trajectory? Uh, it's yeah. He he li- he went when they finally broke up. They were in Indianapolis, where my mom was from. Do you know why they broke up? Uh, yeah. Is it bad? I mean, it's not bad. I just don't know. I know I'm. It's their business. I, it's their yeah. That's it's, okay. It's their business. I just don't want to. I, I I feel it's not a story that I've only got it through certain sources, and not through all of them. And right. I don't want to put it up here. Yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. No, no, yeah, no. I yeah. get it. that's fine. So yeah, just but it was definitely like oh, this is over. Yeah, and nothing. And I want to be clear. Not about violence, not about domestic violence. Like with that being, oh, I didn't air. even think. No, that. no, no. I, I just, just want like to. I just don't want anybody to think. What did his dad do? It's not. <laughs> it's two people in a relationship Wikipedia having page. a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That they decide this is enough. Yeah. Uh, and so he moved to uh, Alabama, Mobile, Alabama, where he was born and raised, and moved in with his mom. And so I'd go visit my dad in the summers, but it was really basically going to my grandmother's house, and then he would be gone all day. <laughs> and then I was like, so I have a very my summer experience is like sitting on the floor of my grandmother's house watching game shows and then uh, <laughs> soap operas back when soap operas were like four or five on in a day. Yeah. And then cartoons. And then, you know, and then my dad would show up at some point. Yeah. What was he doing? I, he was a dude who was always, he was, I, I mean, I would probably, I don't I, in the best sense of the word, he was a hustler. I don't know exactly what he was doing, but not in a, I don't, I don't know that it was illegal activity, but he was just like, oh, he's a semi, he's a photographer for, for a professional football team down here, a semi pro football team. Oh, he's, um, I, I didn't know what he was doing. Like there was just that he was just sort of like kind of unemployed, but also right. not. And 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 but had a nice car. Like I don't know what he was doing. Right. He didn't have a. I, I know there was a point he didn't have a job, and then at some point, it like I don't know how old he was. I think he was probably in his late thirties. Suddenly he got a job at the bank as a teller, mm-hmm. which as a guy in his at his age was a like you know thirty year old thirty five year thirty six thirty seven year old man who's a teller at a bank is you know and then just worked his way up the bank. And then started, then got recruited to sell insurance, life insurance, and then worked his way up the company. And now, if my dad walked in here, he'd be like, "What is he the president of?" Really? Yeah, he's the guy who walks in a room and like commands all the attention, and and it's one of those guys who his casual wear is like business casual, you know, <laughs> 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 like a polo shirt and slacks and loafers. That's his like going to the beach. Have you, you know? ever given that consideration? Because with your kids, like you could make that dad choice and be like, "They're never gonna see me outside of a polo or better." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but by the, by the time he did that, I was like, "I've seen you outside." of a polar but it's I, so uh, there, and he's been that way now for the part of the life that kind of guy for yeah. the last 30 years or so like sort of in that like I, I've seen him really make the I've seen him go from the guy like golf is stupid why would he want to play that to like oh I gotta go play golf this yeah. week like really just sort of buy into way I own one. A, to corporate culture and, yeah. and really like become a pillar of whatever community he's in. You know? And when you were at your grandmother's house and your dad was kind of, uh, what did, what was the word he used? Not hustler. My dad, yeah, hustler. Yeah, okay, hustler. hustler. But I just want to make sure not, I don't mean that he's selling his body for blah, blah, blah. Right, but right, just a right. guy who, who hustled. Yeah. 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 And not like a con guy, but just like he did it. I think in the black community, that's a, you can be a hustler. It just means you're actually hustling up work and figuring right. things out. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I'm thinking of not the, movie, the con man. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of American Hustle. American Hustle, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. kind of like uh, that guy's dad. Yeah. But it, so, what did you, uh, young uh, Kamau, think about your dad? Was he the coolest, or was it kind of like he was? He, my dad was. I think uh, he was the coolest because he was. He's a, he's a six <laughs> I foot. Why I love it. Yeah, I he's, love a, it. He was, he's, a, he's six foot six. Mm. He's long and lean, so he looks like he looks like a basketball player. Like if my dad walks in here, well, my dad walks around. Occasionally, people go think he's Doctor J. Like mm. he looks kind of like that guy. That's great. Uh, he's long and lean. He's very tall. <laughs> he's very good looking. He's got a very deep, 
like son, like booming voice. Yeah. And uh, and so he commands all the attention when he walks in a room. Yeah. And is and likes that. And so and that's been the case even when he was wearing like you know leather jackets and you know yeah. whatever people wore in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bell bottoms. But yeah, he was. He's always been. He always looked to me. He's he's always he's now he's just the coolest dad in the room. But there was a point <laughs> in which he was probably the coolest person in the room. Yeah, and I've yeah, never. Yeah. <clears throat> I've never had that. I've never had that as a kid. I didn't have a teenager. I was always the least cool person in the room. So I always felt like there was something like, how come I didn't get that? Yeah. It skipped, and I also felt it like... It skips a generation. Maybe, You're going to have a yeah, cool baby. Yeah, no, she is. That's actually true. I've talked about I'm raising a popular person, which is awkward for me as an unpopular person, because now I feel like i got to get in with my kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Can, we, can we hang out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was wondering how this comes back to you, obviously, is that is that we have uh, the, the, the parents, you know... Uh, at odds, mm-hmm. so divorce is, is a common thing. But or, they're not we worse than oh, divorce because right. there's not a, there's not a clean split. I, isn't that funny that I can't even accept can't that accept paradigm? I'm like, yeah. so they were married they were, and, and uh, they had lawyers, and no, it's, it's worse. That's, that's another not a clean one split. of those things that people assume uh, that you're married. Like uh, mm-hmm. people will assume if you're like if you, it, it just makes so much sense. But it is an assumption if you're sitting next to a woman and you're applying for a loan for a house or something. Yeah, that's yeah. your wife now. Yeah, yeah no yeah. one will or in, even a Jew store yeah that's your yes, wife yes the, uh, well to me this is the funny thing because i will talk on stage about being in a mixed race or an interracial relationship which this happens regularly any white woman i'm standing next to when people when people come to the back of the room Assume. that's got to be his wife any white doesn't matter how old how tall whatever what we uh, look like together it's like bridesmaids exactly it's just like, like and this must be your other yeah, half yeah yeah just if i'm come standing on. next to a white woman People will go. Is this? Is this? Oh, is this? That's you know, it doesn't a matter good if I'm one. like on the roads somewhere. We're like, why would she come out here? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. But any, if there's a white woman who's like, I'll be standing next to women who are friends of mine or something, yeah. or like you know, or this happened weirdly. Very, very old women. Yeah, this happened weirdly. I don't even understand this. Uh, I did a bumper shoot mm-hmm. uh, this past year. I did too. Uh, uh, yeah. The most recent. Yeah. I saw yeah, you. That's right. We, we oh, did it again. That's, that's how we're doing. We that's this. how we looked. Yeah. That's when you we were like, there. Let's oh, that's why, we, that's why we're here right now. But I, so, uh, from, from every show, Michelle Buteau was, I was closing. Michelle Buteau was opening, which I thought was funny. Like the two, we put those two blacks together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was my idea. That, was, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. I just said, give it a theme. Give it a theme. Just, give it a theme. Uh, but don't put a name on it so it just seems weird. But, uh, just say the blacks. Come to the blacks. Uh, <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And I paid the valet. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. I think it's your show. They know you. Yeah, hopefully, I hope so. This Pete, I just don't understand. But uh, he said he put them together. He said he put. Them. So Michelle, who I've known since I met her when we both did the last season of Premium Blend, mm-hmm. and so we've you know known she's each other. Great. Yeah, she's great. And so she wait, was, I was on the last season of Premium Blend. We were on with the same Damon Wayans. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Were, that didn't. Um, uh, it's not. I, we didn't. Meet. We maybe the same. Maybe we were. There was like three days. Maybe. I was yeah, the, yeah. There I was three the, days. What day did you tape? Do you remember? I don't. And I it was wasn't on the first that day. Great. I remember that. Oh, I I was on the first day and it was and it was great. <laughs> I was like, I remember like like feeling like finally I've actually yeah. done something that yeah. well, I, I won't be embarrassed to watch later. I did it and I was like, they're tired. Oh yeah, I was the first. First show, first taping. Well, maybe second taping. First show, second taping. I think it taping. was last. Then, based on, I think this is true. I think I was. I know it was the last taping of the day because mm-hmm. they were tired as fuck. I had friends in the audience, and they were like, "We love you, but we couldn't." No, we yeah, there was. There, yeah, I was. I was. I felt like w- when they told me what position we were in, I was like, "Oh, I'm in the. We're in the cherry position." To yeah, like really make. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we met back then. We weren't on the same episode, but we met back then, and so she was. So she. Uh, 
She on stage talks a lot about being married to a white guy. Mm-hmm. I on stage talk a lot about being married to a white woman. And she said after the show, after several different shows, people came up to her and said, are you his wife? What? <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't happen to me. Yeah. But she said after several different shows, people. But, but she has all the material about him being from like. I know. She closes Holland on. And yeah. Stuff. Like, it, yeah, it's, it, it, she couldn't talk about a more white guy and I couldn't be talking about more white. <laughs> but people somehow just want to like it's I think. People have a thing in their head where they need to make things ordered, and, yep. they, and so they're just like, "That's oh, what I keep doing with the parents." Talking about, yeah, yeah, That's exactly. What I keep so doing, you keep, even though you've heard mm-hmm. all the evidence to the contrary, you're still like, "Well, I have to. Do, this has to be right." I don't know why you can't have space in your head for two black people married to white people. I right. don't know why you can't. <laughs> I don't know why that's not. We, that's too much things. That's too many things. But people tried to sort of like Lego piece us together. Yeah. It's like, no, she's Duplo. I'm Lego. It's not, it's not working that way. Dad joke. Uh, Thanks for letting her be Lego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I tried it. I tried it. That was nice. That's, a, that's called being an ally. Yeah. You know, you, you try to take, love Michelle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you let her be no, Lego. She, yeah, she was great. And she killed. And it was just funny to me. I was like, what? And then, yeah, she told me that. And then I, I think somebody said it to her while we were standing near each other, and I still got to see it in action. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was people just yeah they like to they have to put things in order even if the order isn't the order. Yeah, absolutely. Which again talks again about racism. It does. Yeah, absolutely, it does. Uh, it that that kind of segues nicely into the thing I want to talk about, which one of the things we we were talking about at Bummer Shoot, which is the talk show. Yeah, because I wonder. So we both had talk shows. <laughs> no. <laughs> What a weird thing. I know. What a weird thing. At the same time, you started before me. I started before you. And ended before me. Yeah. And then I ended. Yeah. So we were on a similar amount of We were time. on a... Well, there was a... It's funny. When I look back, there was a bunch of... Like, there was this thing that happens every now and again. Oh, everybody's... There's all these new talk shows. Nikki and Sarah, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. Uh, me... There was also like either like uh, BET had one with this guy TJ Holmes called Don't Sleep, which was their late night. It was that's a tri- good title. Yeah, it was a great title. And but the, apparently, but but it, and it was supposed to be like basically BET's. They were trying to do like kind of the Daily Show, but TJ Holmes is a journalist. He's not a comedian, mm-hmm. and it was sort of also like the maybe more like the Mar show. It was like a panel show, but there was all this sort of like new talk show energy. Was there anybody? Oh, even Whitney Cummings had one for yep. a second. Yeah, and, yeah. Love and, you, mean it. Yeah, and then it all just sort of like all of them are gone. <laughs> like yeah. out of nobody, nobody. Which to me oh says something about the industry, not about us as individuals. Yeah. And I'm not saying that. I certainly take the hits on what was not good about Totally Biased or why, or things that didn't work about it. I I, did, I didn't move, you know. But I also feel like, well, there's something weird that's happening that it's not. Well, we talked about a, a little bit about whether or not you felt set up for success or not, and, mm-hmm. and it is a tricky thing. You're in it and you're doing the show, but there's this whole other consideration. It's it's, and I don't even fully understand it, but it's your time yes. slot and it's the studio and it's and it's the climate of the other talk shows or whatever yes, it is. Yes. And when you're there, you're just kind of making a show. Yeah, I feel like you're like. <laughs> To me, it's just that thing about like uh, the way I sort of—I don't know if I said this to you—but to me, the, the my experience with Toy Bias is that when you're making a, a daily show like that, it's like a sauce, it's like a meat grinder, and you either put meat in the grinder or you are the meat put in the grinder. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like the problem with Toy Bias is that too often I was the meat put it like we didn't fit, we didn't have it in a place where it was like it became like a machine where you right. put the thing in. So every day I felt like I was being grinded through the meat grinder. Right, right, right. Like, oh, and then be here tomorrow. We got to do another one. You right. Know? Oh, and then go it home this disappears. weekend and try not to think about it. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No. It's a. Uh, there. I really often felt like there should be some sort of. 
AA style program like thing for talk show people. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I feel like there's nobody I can talk to about it. Right. That and nobody like, wants to hear it. And nobody wants. To, nobody wants to hear your own show. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear success is hard. But it's yeah. There's so many factors. And as I'm sure you found out, that you go, oh, I have a show, and then the minute they go, it's a talk show, then people who you have never met before start to sort of spin the dials to what that means mm. and things that they expect you to do and expect the show to be. That you go, what if we don't do that? And they go, no, that's what you do, you know, or, right, you know. So there's things that just go, oh, I wonder what, what if we, oh no, you know, that there's that, and not even I'm not even talking about the FX people. I'm talking people who work on the show, right? Go, well, this this is a thing that happened. Who have worked on other talk shows? This right. is a thing that happens. And you go, well, I don't want to do that. And you go, well, this has happened for every talk show up until this point, and you right? Go, yeah, but I don't think. Okay, well, and then you start to go, okay, I guess I should do it then if it's happened for every talk right. show. Right? You know, do you mean guests or what do you mean? I don't know why I just went to guests, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it could be guests. I mean, it just it, it feels like it's a million little things. It's a, it's yeah. like it's like doing a bit, doing a, a cold open bit with a guest, mm-hmm. and you go, well, that's not the kind of show I want to do. I'm I'm doing like a more of a Daily Show type of show where we're sort of attacking the news and right. Of, but yeah, but wouldn't it be funny if we did this cold open thing? We used to do it at my other show all the time. Yeah, I know that, I know that, and I accept that. But I don't. That's not the thing I'm trying to do. Well, I actually t- talk to the guest, and he wants to do it. <laughs> Oh, oh, he wants to do it? Yeah, he's really into it. Oh, oh, oh okay. Well, I guess we'll do that, even though that's not anything yeah. I've ever conceived of. Yeah. Wanted to do. Not sure this is even funny, but you've already talked to the guest, and I don't want to piss this person off. Right. And then the guest shows up and goes, so what are we doing? I go, wait, didn't you want to do it? No. Nah, oh, man. Wait, now we got, but we already rented the uh, gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> We already have 400 pounds of whipped cream because yeah. I thought you were the whipped cream guy. Yeah, right. Right. I'm allergic to whipped cream. And you go, okay, well, let's do it. You know, like, yeah. and, and not that I'm not pointing to any And they're thing. dead now. And yes, yes. <laughs> and they're dead now. But yeah, but that's the kind of thing that like you get caught up in. I got caught up. In, you, I would get caught up in these conversations with people about things. I'm like, where I, want, well, I was trying to be very gently say no and no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I teach my daughter. No, thank you. If you yeah. say no, thank you. People should tell. I was just telling my uh, one of my EPs, Oren, um, that the big difference, like if you wanted to show me at the beginning and me at the end, I remember one of the first meetings we had. Someone pitched something, and I went on for about five minutes about what a valid and good thought it was. And then I said no. Yes. And then at the end of the show, I learned to just say no thanks. But the, and this is, but the, I, I would get frustrated because I would be told I was saying no incorrectly all the time. Really? Like I would be told that I was like, you have to not say no that way. Okay, so I'll say no this way. And then if you say no, I felt like I would say no gently and people wouldn't hear it. Really? I'd be like, no, thank you. And they'd be like, yeah, but if we, blah, 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 no, thank you. Yeah, but I get it. But And so then it's like, and then you go, no. And people go, God, he's a dick. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Like, I don't know how to. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Like, it's hard to learn how to say no. It's hard. Well, it's also hard for some people to learn how to hear no. Yeah. I think that. I'm surprised to hear that, actually. I, I didn't have uh, that problem. Racism. Yeah, probably. No, I, I don't. You should have said I'm a gentle giant. I'm a gentle giant. Been a- <laughs> well, I think sometimes because I do sort of, ca- I don't walk around and stomp around and go. Yeah. That if I even start to do that, people go, "What the fuck is wrong with Kamau?" Like yeah. if I just go, "I'm tense today," people go, "Yeah." But that's not how you act normally. Yeah. I know that. And plus, I had a, I don't, I had a lot of friends on the show, and it sort of really. Uh, you know, affected friend dynamics. Oh yeah, because it's oh like, fuck. Yeah. Me and Chris Thayer had to do a full redux of our relationship. Yeah. after him working for me. Yeah, and then you know we're back on the road and we're we're back exactly where we were. But there was a time when it was like, oh, I used to see you and think there's the guy who 
tells me what to do. Yeah, and I, and I had <laughs> I had probably four or five Chris Thayers or six or seven Chris oh, Thayers, wow. people who were good friends of mine or levels of friends of mine. But yeah. I mean, I just had that talk with uh, Nato Green, who was a comic who worked on the show. Uh, and he was like, we were, we, and we had done gigs since then. We did gigs together. We did stuff. And then we were driving back to seven couple, like a week ago from Sacramento. He goes, so can we have the talk? <laughs> I was just like, uh-huh. I knew we were going to have the talk. Yeah. Let's have the, and we had the talk. And I, we, and we, I, you know, I totally accepted everything he said, even though I was like, yes, I understand where you're coming from with that. And also, <laughs> yeah. I was in a position of being, you know, sort of like, you know. Buddy, I had to have that same talk, too. And and actually, one of my uh, producers also got like a that he got like, oh, you were hard on us, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I completely heard that. And then like when I talked to the producer, I'm kind of like, we didn't know what else to do. Yes, absolutely. Like, and- we're not saying he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying his bedside manner was the best it could have been. And I'm not saying my bedside manner was the best it could have been. But you're like, you're in the grinder. Yes. And you're going to get a couple like, yeah. out that kind of land on a person or whatever. Yeah. And and I also think that uh, it sounded like you shit on somebody. <laughs> sometimes I shit in the grinder. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think that I, I my frustration sometimes was like, I get that people, especially writers, are frustrated about the process because we were all, many of us hadn't worked on any show before. And so mm-hmm. this was like, and we were on a weekly show. And just when we started to go, all right, this seems to be coming around, then we became daily. And it That's was like, a nightmare. It totally upset the apple cart, and we I never... I think about your nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, I sir. am frightened by your nightmare. Thank you, yeah, Because yeah. weekly and just getting in that groove and then saying, do three more in the same time. Yeah, yeah, yes. Or and it's your ass. I yeah, mean, everything yeah. that you're handed, it, you get the feeling that if we don't do it... Will be canceled, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, what I mean, mm-hmm. or it'll be on you, mm-hmm. like not like your wife wanting to get pregnant. Hey, that's on you. Yeah. You didn't want to go to four times a week, and then something didn't go right, or whatever. And they, and and it also sounds at the time you go, all right. It's sort of a little bit. I felt like one of you know, like John Langraff's soldier. Like you know, he was mm. like, I need you to do four <laughs> days a week on yeah. this new network. Yeah, all right. Not that he said it that way, but that's sort of what I got. Like that's, and it, it was going well up until that point, and rel- yeah. relatively well, and we felt like we were growing and. Maybe it'll, I don't know what that's like. Maybe it'll be fine. And well, maybe that's... you'll get into some impossible rhythm. Yeah, some sort of groove that like, yeah. oh, this is all. And, and How did we ever not do it four yeah, times? Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I've read a lot. I read both of the late night books that uh, Me too. Uh, Bill that's Carter wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's the it, first thing I did. Yeah, I wrote, and I, and to even the begin. The of it all. <laughs> well, yeah, that's of course episode, you. Uh, you're like the. Well, that's yeah. the name of the chapter. Yeah. I listen, I had it on tape. I listened oh, to that yeah. chapter. So many times yeah, before I met with you, Conan, so I would be an expert. Oh, that's funny. No, that's uh, and I had Brian McCann on our show who worked with Conan. Forever. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. But you know, just the you know, I read an interview with Stuart where he said when he got to the Daily Show, and it wasn't a new show, but he basically turned it into a new show. Mm-hmm. That it took him two and a half years to get it to the where he wanted it to be. First seasons, listen, they're horrible. Yeah, everyone knows this. Yes, I talked to somebody who knew somebody on Modern Family. Modern Family. That's a show that has money behind it. Yeah. Good cast experience. Still tricky. Yeah. Arrested Development, first season, tricky. Yeah. Hard, hard, hard. Uh, I, I'm not speaking out of school when I say that Mulaney is doing the first season of his show. How is it? It's difficult. Yes. It's difficult. By there's the no, end. There's no groove. Yeah. I mean, well, well, let's take it off of Mulaney. Nobody talks about the first season of Seinfeld? No. 
only, no. only then to go. It was weird. Wasn't he living in a studio apartment back and then? And they called him Kessler. And, and yeah, and why? And Kessler had a dog. And why is George wearing a Hawaiian shirt? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, and he's know, a comedian. And he's, George was a comedian yeah, in the pilot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and why? And where's Elaine for some of this? And you know, that's right. That, and I don't. And I'm not trying. To, that's when the greatest it comes of all time. Or Cheers when it but first Larry premiered David, was that it was like the la, it was literally the last rated show. The and when watch it, it. It's so good. The first yeah. season's good. Yeah. Larry David threatened to quit every season. Yeah. Every season. And what I didn't know. Because I, I said to my staff many times, I was like, I don't have the hardest job. For some reason, I feel like you had it different. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I will claim hardest job. I think you had the hardest <laughs> job. For me, I... And not to be a, a martyr, but just like no. I, I felt like a lot of times people... I, I would get really frustrated when I felt like people were acting like they had the hardest job. <laughs> and I was just like, you have to be kidding. I mean, I get mm-hmm. I get that I'm not the best boss because I've never been... in. I went from writing all my own stuff to having suddenly like, see, accepting creative input from other yeah. people. And I think I did it. I was surprised at how good I was able to pull off things. And I was like, I, there'd be sometimes I'd be like, I don't even know where the punchline is here. Right. But it's been sort of written through the system and it's three o'clock and we have to tape (laughs) so so i'm gonna say it yeah you know i hope and it's only now that i'm back on stage that i've sort of like in the last it's really i've been doing these residency shows in san francisco and i'm like like actually i just posted this on facebook i did a show on saturday night and two people walked out at the end of the show during this bit i have about atheists critical of atheists Mm -hmm. and this other guy in the middle of the show white guy caused a scene because he was like can you do any jokes where you don't talk about white make make fun of white people he said that? Yeah. This is the room that holds 35 people, by the way. So it's like a Wait, tiny... this was during the TV show? No, this is right. No, this is Saturday. This oh, is Saturday. Oh. Yeah. This is it. So I'm saying like as a stand-up. And, he's, and we went back and forth about five or ten minutes because I was like, well, I'm hired to do what I want to do. And, and he sort of like... I very gently beat up on him. Yeah. And then, and I, I, after the end of the show, I was like, and it was a little bit of a contentious show. And I was like, oh, Stella got her groove back. Like, I felt like ah. now I'm doing the thing that I do yeah. versus the thing that I was That was the being. prick of the needle getting back into your vein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, like, not a drug thing, but just now it's back in your Okay, system. here we go. Yeah, yeah that yeah. I'm not, I'm not sort of lear- relearning how to sort of, it's like, it, I feel like it's like occupational therapy, like learning how to walk again. I had a similar thing after going, doing the show. It's funny to see which lines from my monologues, which, you know, I, I wrote, I wrote on all of them. They mm-hmm. they wrote yeah. them as well, but I was involved. And I will take a line or something, usually one that I wrote, or yeah. I'll clear it by Joe or somebody. Uh, but I do it in my stand-up. But a four-minute monologue becomes a 30-second joke. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's yes. part of another joke because you realize that there's TV, and then the, and I'm very proud of what we did, but then there's your stand-up, and your stand-up is a living they breathing. sometimes talk back. It's breathing, yeah. And it it, it 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 there's a lot more oxygen going mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. <laughs> that moment. Yes, and things are and and sometimes I mean it's funny. Sometimes in TV you're making you're making a you're trying to make stew out of a soup bone. Yeah. And so you just go, well, this has got to be baby. Yeah. You got yourself a stew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whereas in stand up, it's all a thick, chunky stew. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like so it's like you don't have to really squeeze as much out of things. And you really, get to yeah. do it again and again and yes. again. And yeah. Again that's and the thing I really missed was the was the refinement process yeah, it's like right great you can yeah. be lazy yeah. i'm lazy <laughs> i don't sit down and write as much as maybe i could but i will do it and i will record it and i will listen to it and i'll be like oh right that That's whole that. part yeah and it's back and it yeah. comes out and it's a riff and it's a pleasure yes there was a time after the show when i was doing stand-up and i i was really like missing the cue cards i was like i have to just remember it oh that's funny <laughs> i never had that i was i would be there's no camera in my face i was so like but then i had a time where i had to sort of like i said really i was living in new york because we just me and my family just moved back to uh i think that was my yeah, what was my, that? my afro pick <laughs> was it really yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> 
<laughs> Excellent. With the fist on it, yeah. Oh, it's got. Uh, it, this is a black power fist. Yeah, it's a black power. It's fist. not just like a new energy drink. I'm no, 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 that's, no. No, okay. it's, it's, actually, it's actually an authentic black power fist bought from a Korean hair store in New York, probably. Perfect. That uh, sells black hair care products. That's so. Uh, I was. But I was in New York, and we were like, sort of like, are we going to stay here? We're going to move. And I'd go up and do stand up in New York, and I just felt so like I couldn't like. I felt like I I only moved to New York for the TV show, and then I couldn't sort of just become myself in New York. Mm. And so we moved back to the Bay Area about a month ago, and it's been like, there we go. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I can breathe again. That's like yeah. a great little uh, hero's journey there. It is absolutely. And the great <laughs> thing about the Bay Area is that they're very. It's weirdly they're very excited about. I almost say they're proud of your failure. Yeah, you tried. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And you're back now. People yeah. are like, thank you for coming back. And I'm like, that's so weird that you're invested in my area code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, that's but, great. But it's great, yeah. yeah There's yeah. something very sweet about that. What was I at? We were saying hardest job. Oh, just about uh, people. You, you sold your staff. You don't have the hardest job. Yeah, but when I visited you in New York. And I've interviewed you for my show, which yeah. never got to air because we got canceled. <laughs> I, was like, I felt like, oh, did I? I thought, well, I, I was like, well, they probably, I yeah. felt like I was also in a, they, I felt like I was, we talked, and it was a good talk, but I also felt like they, it might, I might have looked like an insane person, too. So. No, you didn't. Okay. And we wouldn't have made you look like it. No, no, I didn't mean like you, but I just felt like I might look hey, guys, yeah, it's a great talk show. Oh. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt anyway. more that way off camera. When you were on camera, I was like, oh, this guy's an operator, because <sighs> you really turned it on. But off camera, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> Kamal's going explode <laughs> you just i i really what, what do is, what what did you what uh, it was just like there's something that it took one to know one where yeah. i identified in you a uh reserve of voice and body mm-hmm. and mental engagement mm-hmm. until the camera was on and i'm not saying you were cold or like no, a zombie. No, 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 no. i like i'm saying i would do the same thing no you have to sort of power down a little bit and you have to sort of use on, less of your resources because yep. you're like i gotta do i gotta pump it out because later i gotta be like like, that's I right. Have, I have to do it like it's 3D. Like that's right. Like home can touch me. That's, yeah. that's yeah. right. You got to save all that juice. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, some days where I was just on a roll the whole day. I was good in the room and then I'd be good at rehearsal and then I'd have a good show. But then there were other days where it's just like, you know, you just slept on your neck wrong and now yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. See, that's single successful comedian. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your, well, ki- see, your kid yeah, woke and, you up at 6 a.m. And for me, there would be nights where, and this is our kid, Sammy was not a great sleeper. There'd be nights where she'd be up for two hours at four o'clock in the morning. And, yeah. And I'm not trying again. It, it's hard to talk about this. I'm not talking about you because you had the thing, but where you'd be like, "There's so many challenges to going to doing this job, right?" And going out here and having and people go have fun, and you're like, "I feel like I've been had the life squeezed out of me all day." Yeah. And, I, and so it became about the, the, the just by the process of trying to figure out the show, and we were all working on it. I'm not trying to. I don't want to throw the show under the bus. I'm very proud of the work we did. Yeah. And some of it. I, people still talk about some stuff on the show like it just happened, which yeah. I'm really proud about. And have you gotten uh, people that don't know it's canceled? That happens to me. Regular, yeah, 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 which is yeah, so yeah, weird because yeah, 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 yeah. I, I felt like there was such a big announcement of the cancellation that didn't the world know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a great Onion article. It says, uh, "In a bar, just shoot me." Writer assumes everyone watches "Just Shoot Me." <laughs> I, I love that that headline. That's exactly so yeah. So that people, I mean, this happened last night. The MC brought me on stage. You know him from Conan O'Brien, and of course he's got the show. Totally. Yeah, like I had to go. No. Happens to me in generals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. in show business, people are like, oh, wow. "We love the show. How's it going?" And I'm like, 
Uh, they'll they'll say something. You know, they'll be like, I thought it was on hiatus or something. Yeah, so. no, but, but that's a that's the cover. Yeah, people, I have that too with people going. I thought like fans. Okay, I thought you guys were just off the air for a while. I mean, yeah. it's been almost. It's it went off early November. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's you a know, while. Yeah, it's been a while. But I think people, nobody's watching things when they air. People are, yeah, you and still also see it no, but again, nobody's paying as much attention to you as you are. That's right. So it's been a real lesson too. Of you like, literally thought, are the star of your I own thought, show. Yeah, I thought everybody <laughs> knew that I had a show, and then I thought everybody knew that the show was can- actually no I didn't think everybody knew I had a show but I thought everybody who was interested knew that the show was canceled yeah that's, but that's right. not the case well how did uh, I'm sure you get Chris Rock questions all the time like just like I get Conan questions I do yeah think no that's we're, we're very we should write a book together <laughs> <laughs> we sort of lived a parallel lifestyle we did yeah we yeah. did yeah and you know it, it's interesting something that I noticed was that I had so much in common with Conan people really like to point that out mm-hmm. and then you know I don't know if you have anything in common with, with Chris but did he see no I think there was you? a there was a I think the thing he saw in me was the thing that we certainly were not and so we, sometimes I think we're probably more different than we are the same but there is a sense of like he, the thing he said that he said this at the upfronts one time he's like what did, this is, what do you see him come out he's like he can betray anger with a smile mm. like he can be angry but still be smiling which That's is something great. that is like a big deal especially if you're a comedian it's funny because Conan said something very similar about me which was not anger but he said he's never uh, doing comedy against anyone it's not yeah. against anybody yeah. it's just kind of like it's inclusive yes, is rather yes. the, is the word and so yeah and I think Conan is like that too so I think I, for me I think we certainly he saw my one man show which was very ending racism in about, in about an hour. I think Chris <laughs> has an interest in race jokes. You know, like I yeah. think he's he maybe not as it's funny not as much as people sort of. He always says people think I do a ton of race. He's like my specials are probably fifteen percent race material, right? Uh, whereas I feel like no, I do. I mine is probably eighty five percent race material, right, right, right. Uh, and I've had to start to really own that and just be like, that's okay, that's what I do. If yeah. you don't like it, then go see somebody else. You know, absolutely. Uh, it's like a, I feel like like a Black Flag concert back in the day. Like if you don't like this speedy short songs, then go see somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a black joke there, but I can't think. Yeah, of it. we'll get to it. We'll get it. In, we'll, get it in, we'll get it in post. We have TV shows. We'll, we'll pick it. We'll we pick have it up. control we'll of the up. files. Yeah, we'll pick it you up. can just tell it's like a clearly different yeah, time. Yeah. Black <laughs> flag, black Kamau, black blackity. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, and we took a break, and that's the best we yes, could do. Yes, we could do black, 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 Kumau, blackity. Yeah. <laughs> two two comedy brains coming. We together. took a week. <laughs> we took a week. Hold the episode. I'm still I'm still thinking about it. I called some of the old writers. They're, they're working on it. They're spitballing. Uh, so you oh you don't have that much in common. No, we do, but I think we uh, but, racial material. So the, the stuff about sort of having a a sort of very focused attack on on he would probably have to describe it. I don't know that he would, but this that the the we were sort of both dealing with the same stuff in the world. Topical. Mm-hmm. Chris is very topical, mm-hmm. uh, focused, and also having a specific point of view. Like mm-hmm. we both have very specific points of view uh, about about. I mean, even though our points of view aren't the same, but I think he appreciated the fact in in an era where that's I think for comics that's not that's not most comics, you right? Know, you know. We, Great, all great comics have a specific point of view, but it's not necessarily that like this is the world and what's wrong with it, and right. here's my opinion on it. And, right, you know that I think that's not that's you know it's not it's not in vogue right now. It isn't in vogue, and I don't know that may I don't maybe it was in vogue. I mean, we like to sort of romanticize these times. I mean, there's sort of that Lenny Bruce Mort Saul time. There's that George Carlin Richard Pryor time. But really, I think those comics are probably always the outliers. I don't think there is ever a time when yeah, every you look comic back is, is doing that. You know, yeah, you know, just as what same era of Carlin 
and uh, and Richard Pryor, one of the biggest comics in the country, was Robert Klein, right? Who in- basically invented Seinfeld, <laughs> you know, like not yeah. in- not in- but the sort of no, set no, no, the- Seinfeld set- was saying, yeah, child of the fifties, child of the fifties, yeah, invented that sort of like suburban, yeah, sort of observational take of the world. I-, I think when you look back, when they are trying to capture time periods, so the people that are ahead of us, you know, I'm saying in the future, if you want to l- take a look at stand up, you're probably going to look at some stuff that's topical for sure, especially mm-hmm. at-, at those divisive times, and we're living in divisive times mm-hmm. uh you're not going to want a clip of a guy talking about fucking his xbox but those clips the, the funny thing closer. is about that those clips last are last longer than the topical stuff yeah i suppose you're you right you can put who's on first right now yeah and or cosby dentist yeah yeah yeah. and it's going to still resonate in a way that literally i've said this before listening to lenny bruce is like listening to algebra equations because it's yeah. like i don't know I don't because he's got deep cut references about Hollywood stars and things. Right, like, right, I don't right. Know who that, right. I don't know who that guy is. I don't remember that. I don't remember that uh, congressional hearing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, here, yeah. Here's the place of the topical comedian, though, amongst others, is if there's going to be a movie about a time period, we're going to see you on the TV explaining what happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be like a flat screen TV, which to the future looks ridiculous. Yes, yes. Why isn't it on a contact lens? Yes, yes. And they're watching you, and you're yeah. doing that joke. Yes, and yes. then we're like, oh right. That's what they did back then that yeah. whole thing yeah. i mean i always say like you i mean you know the day as popular as the daily show is nobody buys dvds of the best of the daily show yeah i know i know yes yeah, it's, it's, like it's tricky thing. whereas you were in a position where if you'd stayed on you had there was you you were doing comedy you know what yeah. i mean like that, that stuff would pack one of my and, biggest things I, I just i wish it uh would get not even, not for money not not just to, to a collection I wish it was on netflix i wish it was on hulu or something, something it is like weird that. how they sort of cut all ties with those things unless yeah. the public sort of demands that it you know i guess you could grassroots it or whatever but i'm, I'm that's yeah. humiliating to start your own campaign <laughs> <laughs> i think we need to save the important Pete yeah, home yeah, show yeah, yeah, yeah. in archival we need to archive this important show yeah. done by me <laughs> i mean i i'm happy that that stuff is up on youtube and i hope that you right. know the, and so that's where it feels well like- that's why i'm grateful i'm very grateful grateful to TBS for the whole experience, but I'm also grateful that they allowed that. I mean, they could have been like, and we're yanking it. Yeah. They could have canceled it from the internet. Well, too. we had a lot of problems. Like, I don't say problems, because it, it, basically, just to be clear, my life is better for the fact that I had the TV show. Yeah. FX did everything they could to uh, that they thought was in the best interest of the TV show. We maybe had disagreements about some of that stuff, but I don't... But having a TV show is better than not having a TV show, even if, as we can talk about the difficulties of it. Yeah. Um, but they were one of the things we early on. Having said all that, it was that they didn't really understand the YouTube side of things. Like we were like, put everything up on YouTube, and they're like, they would put them up and take them down in two weeks, mm. and then sort of then they'd be like, we need to get some traction. It's like, well, don't take the videos down, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the videos we've had up, and now they le- they've left everything up, and we could put a, a lot of stuff. But like, like we did a video about women being catcalled. That when it first went up on YouTube, it sort of like you know didn't get that many views. We were never a viral hit in any way. Yeah, but then. Over time, it keeps getting re-picked up by people, and right. you see, see the YouTube views tick up. Now, it's still not a viral video, but it's got a couple hundred thousand views, which for us was like, oh, people are – and people right. are using it in, like, classrooms. Well, that's, when, that's, yeah. that's that feels good to me. We did a monologue about how you should love your body for how it is, basically. And I was – as we were writing it, for, it's something that – I, I was going to do that in my stand-up, yeah. and then we fleshed Wasn't it that out. a weird moment to have that when you had a TV show? Like, I would normally save this for stand-up. I but did, I, but you couldn't. You couldn't, because like, the, the, it's either me or the meat. That's right. <laughs> it's either this piece of paper or my leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's write this thing up, everybody in yeah. this room. Another reason why. And I, I have to explain to you why I want to do this. Right. And, yeah. 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 Uh, it, it's interesting, because that material as stand-up would have been different. Mm-hmm. So there was a special there. That would have been the stand-up version 
Yeah. So for every four minutes, a minute and a half, that would have become like a stand-up special mm-hmm. that now exists in a TV format mm-hmm. that you kind of... I love the monologues, but it's not like you couldn't just paste them together. Yeah, no, no, no. It wouldn't no, be no. right it at would, all. No, it wouldn't be because you're because you're. I mean, we can talk about this because you're presenting the material. You're, you're presenting, not attacking it. the material. That's exactly right. And there's well a very put. different between you standing there with your sort of hands at your side and in a shirt doing, I didn't buy in a shirt you didn't buy that you, <laughs> that you don't even really necessarily like. But yeah. they said, well, you know, you got to wear another shirt. You got to wear a shirt. I can't wear the same shirt as yesterday, but I always wear like now. I'm like I always wear black shirts. Now you gotta yeah. So that you're and you're. Hosting the material, right? Welcome to the thing. Da 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 da. Tonight yeah. we're da da da. The material is like the guest. Yeah, the material. Yes, <laughs> you're host. You're not like actually like on stage. Like what the fuck? Right. <laughs> you know, right. Or like or or okay. So I was talking to this guy, it, the, right. and you know, I think that you know, because at the same time, I was like, oh, Russell Brand also had a talk show. At the oh same right, yeah. FX his show, Brand X. and Russell was really trying to do the stand up version of a talk show. And at first, it was just a 21-minute monologue. Like, it was, like, him on stage talking about things. And he had, like, a sidekick, and they had a screen. But it was really him just sort of trying to be conversational. And it just didn't... I feel like if they had let that show stay on the air for a year, or if they had really... It it would have... It's like, thing. It would have turned... Russell Brand is a very talented dude. There's no denying that. And and he would have... But he was trying to reinvent the format. And the format actually doesn't want to be reinvented. But it says on the package of the seeds, please allow one year for growth. <laughs> no one doesn't know that. But it's kind of this impossible uh, conundrum. Yeah. And the more I'm in uh, this business, the more I uh, empathize with the other side of it. You're looking at human beings mm-hmm. that are behind big, powerful desks. But they're human beings that have families and, and want to keep their jobs and want to be well, could do well at their jobs. But so it's like the the guy. It's almost like they need to have a near death experience and then be like, "We're keeping Russell Brand." Yeah. <laughs> because I was I was so I have this idea for a, a show that I'm going out to pitch and stuff. And I was talking to Birbigly about it, and there's this gimmick. I'm not going to tell you what the it's not important. No, I understand. There's a gimmick to the show mm-hmm. that makes the show unique, and then but it's difficult to produce it that way. And Birbiglia, so I'm on the phone with Mike Birbiglia, and he's like, "Are we really on this earth?" to appease a production schedule. And when he said on the earth, mm-hmm. it really gave me that scale mm-hmm. outside of Los Like on a rock, mm-hmm. human beings, mm-hmm. hands and bones mm-hmm. and inspiration mm-hmm. and muses yes. and truth. And once he, once he put it in that galactic scope, yeah. I was like, are we on this earth yeah. to turn something that's this into something that's easier to produce? Or are we here to follow a true calling? Well, I think it's funny that Mike Probiglio say that because he is basically in – I mean, I think he, he's in the – he's not in – he has gone his own way. Right. So He's he, trailblazing he's over there. Not on his, he's not on this earth to pursue a production schedule. I mean, I'm sure he pitches things or what. I don't know. Sure. I don't know enough about him. You know more than me. But certainly like – when you're in the NPR side of things, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. when you get to be, when you find a, a foothold into that, yeah. then you, the world opens up to you about like, well, what do you want? How, you know, and there's certainly structure there, but it's not the same level of production schedule as that's right. dealing with Hollywood. But that, that, that's how we should be. But like someone who has a near death experience. So here's mm-hmm. the executive who doesn't exist, who's in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. That person it doesn't really exist because even the guy who is in charge of everything wants to hear what the other people, you know. But yeah, here, yeah. for the sake of the parable, here's the fat cat, the head that mm-hmm. is gonna, going to make the decision on whether or not Brand X continues to go. If he almost gets hit by a train, or it's like Ebenezer Scrooge, if you're visited mm-hmm. by the idea of the past. The mm-hmm. present and the future. Mm-hmm. If you really have that sort of life changing moment, maybe you go, "Hey, Seinfeld sucked. 
Cheers sucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Conan sucked. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he sucked, but, but his he, rating sucked. Yeah, his rating sucked. He doesn't think he sucked, by the way. He never would say something like that. And I'm not saying he sucked. No, yeah, no. I, I mean, everyone knows yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ratings were bad. Ratings he was were, getting he was slammed. Getting bad press. That's what yeah. it is. Then they kept it on. It's on the package. Allow a year. Well, but and the, the, the <laughs> two bitter guys. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I hope we're not coming off. As no, bitter. I, that's I don't why think I say we're. That. I think we're having a conversation that if we were, that's, that's the thing about podcasts. It's like we're having a conversation that we would have if we were sitting here. That's right. But we're also we're aware just that like, every now and again we go, wait, somebody Conan might. Right. Somebody might tell Conan. Right, right, right. He said you sucked the first year. <laughs> yeah, they just send him so, that audio. So you're just having to like, let me just back out. No, that's not what I said. Mm-hmm. So I and I look back at that Conan time, and you go back then there weren't as many channels, yep. and there weren't as many options, and there weren't as many. I don't think there was many. Like NBC didn't have another thing coming down the pike to replace mm-hmm. him, even though they and I've, we both read the Bill Carter books. They might have been looking for something, but there wasn't the sense of like of like now like oh well let's get another guy in here to do the thing. Because right. I remember like I think about the show, and it's a, it's funny. I've always thought about the show even before I had a show. Uh, the show Vibe. There was a late night talk show after Arsenio was gone. Vibe the magazine had a late night talk show called mm-hmm. Vibe. I don't know if it was just called Vibe at night or but it was a late night a daily talk show, very traditional talk show format. It was sort of to play to the audience that Arsenio had, but Arsenio was gone. Uh, it was hosted by a guy named Chris Spencer, uh, who at that point was I mean he's, he's, he hosts I think he does Chocolate Sundays here. I think that's his show. I think black guy, yeah, but he's a black guy. Chris Spencer, he was the host of Vibe. And at that's that point, the chocolate part. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Never comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah. Go to the black show. You know, <laughs> Chocolate Sundays. Chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, we both have that thing, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into it. But, uh, uh, but so he had, he was the host of the show, and he was much like me, a guy who was an unknown. That show was on the air for a period of time. They. Fired him and replaced him with Sinbad. No way. And it's and it's a, only only there's a deep cut of blackness. Yeah. yeah. So Sinbad was now the host of Vibe, and I was, I was like, what happened to the? Yeah. <laughs> Just literally. Just all of a sudden. What happened? To, yeah. How does that dude? <laughs> and then years later, I found oh he's now chocolate sun. You see him in commercials a lot. He's yeah. clearly a working actor. Yeah. But it's like this weird thing where he he had his own show. Right. It's and the, then they went nah. Now that didn't happen with Conan. Right. They didn't go. Okay, go get Seinfeld. You know, right. <laughs> they right. just let Conan sort of do his thing. And I think that the stakes have gotten higher financially for all these people. And they're also not as patient because, you know, the stakes are higher. You know, And I think entertainment is, is, is literally funneling into itself. Another yeah. thing Birbiglia said, he's like, when you make something, I'm going to call Mike and make sure he's okay with me quoting his wonderful wife on this. He says, when you make something, you're competing with everything. Mm-hmm. It's not about time slots and networks or anything. It's just every single thing. And so your show better be saying something. It better be. It better have some genu- genuineness to it. And his wife says, if you want to have a show, because if your reason for wanting to be on TV is I should be famous, mm-hmm. you need to rethink your idea. Well, that's true. <laughs> except there, are, those shows are on. Yeah, of course they are. And I mean, I, and that's the thing. I think sometimes you I the think, reality show. It, it, yes. <laughs> Why else do the Kardashians have a show? Yeah, other than they want to be, they think they should. Be. I and guess I, we should be called to a higher standard. Well, I think. Well, that's we can hold, but that's the thing. I think a different to, standard. This is what I think from my <laughs> side. We are allowed to hold ourselves to a higher standard, while at the same time understanding that nobody's asking us to do that but ourselves. Nah, that that is a big actually, one. The network doesn't actually care. They just want to. If they like your idea, they're not. They don't. They're not going to necessarily like it because you held yourself to a higher standard. It's just right. they like your idea. That is and so. In some sense, it's this. And I'm again this mythical TV person who runs everything. Yeah, yeah. The Kardashian block is no different than the uh, 
I try to think than Modern Family, right? Or, or this, or uh, it's numbers. Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is this, and and even though some people say Modern Family, there's so much good work in there, and it's so progressive, and da da da, right. or whatever it is, and the Kardashians is crap. Well, they're these are all blocks they're filling. Now right. it may be that the people behind Modern Family, or and I don't know why I picked that one, but I can't think of a. What's up? Breaking Bad. Sure. Breaking Bad and the Kardashians. Breaking Bad is like Vince Gilligan. That's his show. He show runs it. He write it. He wrote everything or approves everything. It's his baby. Kardashians. I'll just film them and we'll pretend we're having a fight that we're not having. Right. You know. Right. But ultimately, Vince Gilligan is holding himself to a, to a high standard. But and AMC appreciates that. But they don't. I don't know. That and they some, care. And some, <laughs> like, you know, like just, right. Just make the thing. You the, know. The the people. Some of the people in AMC were hy- hypothesizing here care. But yeah. the thing AMC doesn't care. doesn't care. The thing doesn't care. The thing wants the thing to needs be something. respected. The thing knows that we this, there's a slot on Sundays at eight. Right, and and that's is, why is your thing going to fill that slot? I said that, uh, and I, I want to be very clear, not bitter about this, but I was like, and I've said it many times on the podcast. Forgive me, but it's, it was math. Yeah. It was like my show could be easily replaced. I don't even know what's on at that hour. But like what I, used I think it's to, just Conan again. <laughs> it, it, yeah. probably yeah, yeah, it probably is. It probably is because we used to just be the half hour break before yeah. Conan again. Yeah. And I think, uh, but they could put in. I used to say a no color, black and white, no sound rerun of, of Big Bang Theory, and more people would watch it. Well, you know, it's funny because I had the thing with, uh, so with on, on FX where <laughs> one night a week they had original programming other than me. The rest of the night, the rest of the week, I'm following like I don't like it was Mad About You reruns, yeah, and Sports Night reruns. And there's this thing where it's like, I totally get if you're watching a Mad About You rerun from the <laughs> '90s and enjoying it. <laughs> which is, I'm not even trying to shit on Mad About You. I'm just saying, no. if, that's, if that, like, I will watch Fraser reruns and be like, this is a good time. It's a Chinese restaurant, and then they give you meatloaf. Yeah, and then suddenly a black guy come on yelling about uh, homophobia comes on. Right. Like, oh no, I need to get the fuck off this as fast as possible. Right. So I t- and so I feel like it's the same thing. It's a numbers game. There was not. This is the part that sort of always that you know if I'm going to get deep cut black about it. Like it just feels like, why do black people always have to be the experiments? <laughs> you know, like, uh, and see, I, and you were in a similar position, so I don't yeah. want to take that from you. But although like, Dion, Dion Cole, yeah, it's like there's definitely a good TV show in Dion Cole. There's not, yeah. and I and I, I don't. I watched that show when it was on, and that's another guy who had a show. But uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, just that's this. Right. It's just like, and there's definitely a, te- a good television show, and there's a good television show in you. Maybe there's one of me I don't know, but again, <laughs> I'm, I'm not starring in my own movie. Uh, but like, and to me, Is I get Dion? frustrated. Uh, Dion starring in my movie, yes, yes. He's, he, no, he's oh no! I, I, oh, I see what you're saying. You're calling back the joke. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was a career. Oh no, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no. I wasn't saying. I just pitched the movie, and they don't even want me to. No, I'm not saying that. Why it's in that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like there's, there's like I remember seeing like when when uh when Comedy Central had uh. Dimitri Martin show for two seasons. Important like, things, yeah. I, I did warm up. Yeah, that's that was. I like that show, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I just felt like him not them not figuring out how to make him have a successful show on Comedy Central when he was at that point like one of the biggest comedians, mm-hmm. or like one of the like biggest fresh faces. This guy to me is like a failure of the industry. Mm. It's not a failure for him. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not. Maybe he doesn't. I'm not, I don't know him, so I'm just saying that. But I felt like there's something wrong with the machine. If the machine can't make this guy a hit show, right? Same thing with Sarah Silverman program. Like how? Right. It was on for a couple of years, but then it was gone for a while. Like, is it off? Is it canceled? Right, right, right. If you can't, if we can't, if the machine can't figure out how to make her this person who is super popular, right? People love her to death and will follow her to the ends of the earth. Every time she releases a YouTube video, it's like ah, right. 
if the machine can't figure out a way to give her a hit show, then, then there's something wrong with the machine. And that's, that's why your, we're in That's this. your problem right there. Exactly. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's just Steve Agee. Exactly. <laughs> he ruined it. He's a friend. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, and that's why we're in this room right now talking into microphones at, on a podcast. Right. Because we all sort of got tired of the, we got sort of tired of the machine it's the, not it's, figuring it out. It's the machine had kids. Yes. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. I just mean it gave us that discomfort. Yeah. And that I think, and I, I believe, is and I, I again I think the industry the people that make up the machine are obviously separate. I think we all I hope have a similar desire to see that this honesty and this new life and new oxygen mm-hmm. that things like podcasts mm-hmm. and honestly even things like Twitter just it, having the accessibility keep, and the dialogue it keeps things moving and I think that it's in, we're no and, longer a pond we could be yeah. a river again yes yes yeah we or we can do this you can go to your meetings at, and be a pawn in those meetings and you can come here and be the king you know just, ah, you get to sort of like right. there's nothing wrong with like okay here I'm a pawn and I will we'll talk back and forth about if I can say that or if we should do that or right. if that's too hard on the schedule but right. then you come here and you go no there's none of that we just sit here and talk I know yeah. we talked to Cameron Esposito about putting her hand all the way up her yes yes and in the same conversation that we had, like, a, oh, you are almost a nun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah. beautiful. Yes. I actually I, – I hate duality. That that actually kind of sinks us nicely into the religion part it is one of the big problems I think we have as a people, as a species, mm-hmm. is duality. You're either black or you're white. You're mm-hmm. either a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. You're either – That's uh, changing. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's changing. That's what away. we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, but the idea that you're either a good person or a bad person oh, yeah. I think is actually – Maybe if I had a mission statement, one of the biggest things that I want to rail against, I hypothesize about if I were to do a totally biased style uh, monologue or really rail against something, it would be if somebody says something. Let's take race out of it because mm-hmm. that is that's atrocious. And there's certainly things, uh, domestic abuse, all these things. I understand mm-hmm. those are those are harder to touch. But when somebody says something, and I, and let me say this: I'm I feel like I was like I'm going to allow him to take race out of it. Normally, when people say that, I go, "You can't take race out of it." <laughs> But I'm, okay, I honor I honor what you're where you're going, and I'm gonna I'm gonna. I felt like I heard yeah. my mom going, "You gonna let him take race out of yeah. it?" Mom, she's listening. You, you can bring it back yeah. in. It but just yeah, but I understand. But just for me. get to your thing. I want you. I want you to get to your thing. When so. someone says something that's shitty, mm-hmm. and my example is always my go-to example is something shitty that I thought once, which I saw a group on the subway of of, of handicapped kids, mm-hmm. and I, I involuntarily thought I didn't say it. I said, check out this flock of tards. That's a bad thing, right? <laughs> yes, yes. But here's why I share I'm that. I just never, I don't, no, I, it's so, a funny. Those it's, thoughts go like out. Flock, yeah, flock is funny. Flock is a funny word, yes. And, and I, I'm not a fan of the, of the word retard, even yeah. though I'm from Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. I'm not endorsing it. In mm-hmm. fact, if you're offended by that, that's my point. Yes. I was also offended. Mm-hmm. My brain fired off something that offended me. I offend myself constantly. Oh, but, it's funny. I have a bit right now talking about that, about your – that just to – not to interrupt. Yeah, no, no, no. That your brain is – that it's okay to have fucked up thoughts. That's what your brain is for. That's what it You're does. You're just not supposed to say them out loud. That's your filter, okay? Yeah, yeah. So – but here's the thing. If I were the president of the United States, even admitting that I mm-hmm. said flock of tards once – Big thing yeah, because yeah. I have I have I've defecated in the office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, everyone knows that we all have terrible thoughts all the time. That yeah. goes back to the genius of Louis flipping off his children. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because we were tired of duality. Yes, the machine, not the industry machine. But uh, Darth Vader mm-hmm. is working in Dark Side, Light Side. We know that when we follow our hearts, there's, there's a way in between. There's a middle way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a big Zen thing. There's a middle way. And uh, I, I'm a big believer. If you do something, if you say flock of tarts, it doesn't make you a bad person. Uh, if you go around... 
but but we as a people, as a as a species of animals, mammals, want to go bad person, good person, uh, light dark, man, yeah, and woman, that's what, and that's what social media has become yeah. about. And I think you know, like well, and for me, context is the thing that we don't take into account for things a lot of times, and I think that we forget that context means something. Mm. Like I was, I've been talking about this in the stage a little bit, like CeeLo. Uh, it was on trial for rape, and then he tweeted about it, and I was like, people got mad about the tweet, but everybody, nobody was paying attention to the rape trial. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Don't tweet about it. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, and I feel That's like- That's exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and my point is that he can the thoughts he had about his, his rape trial, which were horrible thoughts, people are forgetting, and we all forget this. That's for your friends. Yeah. That's you. We all have that scummy friend that we can call and be like, "I'm on trial for rape," and here's right. my thoughts about That's it. Your right. friend goes, "Ah ha ha ha! You right, right, man? You right? Yeah. Don't tell nobody else. That's right. You know, like you know, that. That's what you're." Your friends are for. That's right. But then we forget, we think that we have followers, quote unquote, or friends on Facebook, quote unquote. Right. And that those are our friends. And those aren't your friends. That's right. They're just watching. They're your watchers. That's funny. I just saw a vine. I wish I could give it credit. Uh, But it was this this young girl who said, hi, I'm delusional. I call my followers my fans and my uh, and people that don't like me, my haters. I was like, when really they don't give a shit about me. I'm yeah. sorry I can't credit that. I, yeah. It was six seconds of my yeah. life. <laughs> I can't remember. It's hard to attribute vines when you're like, I didn't, I didn't even really want to watch it. It right. just started playing on Facebook. <laughs> but if it gets back to you, I really liked it. Because it's true, they are indifferent. Mm-hmm. Those aren't your fans. And th- I've called Joe DeRosa after I've done something questionable or said something or thought something or felt something questionable. And he has been on my side because that's your friend. And yes. I say with pride that he's my scumbag friend. Yes. He won't judge you. Yeah. Yes. He'll go, oh, you're right. That's a yeah, piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, that, yeah. And he's not going to tell anybody you and said And he's also it. not going to tell anybody. <laughs> and, and that's what we're supposed to – to me, it's that thing about like – But that's him – I'm sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. him embracing your duality, mm-hmm. Pete, your non-duality. Yeah. Pete isn't a bad person. Yeah. He's doing this questionable thing, but if it got released online, yes. suddenly, you know, like Mel Gibson, I'm not saying what he said wasn't a bad thing, but that doesn't – I'm not talking about the the racist tirade. I'm talking about when he screamed at his. I was going to say which one. Which yeah, which about? one? Yeah. Well, yeah, the thing about like when he, you know, I, I mean, I was thinking about the the Alec Baldwin thing. Where That's he, right. Where he called the his, he called his kid a pig, and it's like, and I remember Morley Safer on sixty minutes got all like, well, why would you do that? And he's like, yeah. and he's like, have you never uh, said something to somebody you love that you regret? Yeah. And Morley Safer got all like, well, I've never said that, and I was like, shut the fuck yeah. up, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We've all said things to me we love that we, that we know we shouldn't have, but we didn't. Have, it wasn't released on the television. That's it right. Wasn't, you know, it wasn't released to the world. Right. And and not everything you do that is bad makes you a bad person. Now, if we get to like, and it doesn't mean that even if you have a bad act in a bad moment. Now, there's certainly degrees of that. Calling your daughter a pig is one thing. Yeah. Knocking your fiance the fuck out is another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say everything is equal, but there's different degrees of like that. And I'm not even trying to defend Alex Baldwin. But I remember feeling like, yeah, we've all said things yeah. that we love that we go, but that we would have really been in trouble with if it had been broadcast to the world. That's a difficult thing to admit. And yeah. the more I think we can just admit that, I'm not saying throw morality and, and scales out of it because there are objectively terrible things you can do. Yes. I just think the more we can be in touch with our own terribleness, mm-hmm. the more we can have empathy and love and, and, and kind of get past the fact. So take the other aspect of the pig thing. Alec Baldwin's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So we put him in a place mm-hmm. where he means something different. 
Yes. Just the way that the judge's robe makes them represent the office. Now yeah. uh, Alec Baldwin represents comedy and entertainment. Yes. And I let him into my home. Yes, and he hosted the Oscars. So That's he's right. one of the best of the best. That's of them. right. Yeah. So now he's this thing, which as you know, we're talking about contracts, doesn't exist. Mm-mm. He's a man. He shits two to three times a day. <laughs> he jerks off when he's nervous. Yeah. He sometimes wakes up and is afraid that his mother's going to die. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? And then he called his daughter a pig. And then yes. sometimes he wakes up and hopes his mother dies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying exactly. like, again, I'm something just, worse. Something like, oh, I hope that I don't have to talk, you know. But what are we to do? Whitewash ourselves to the point where, like, I'm doing a bit right now about how sometimes when I can't find my mother, I'll look for a body because she's old. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, a, that's a hard thing to talk about. It's funny. My mom does a thing like, uh, if I if I if I she doesn't want to flight and then I don't call her right away. That's right. She's like I watch the news so I know a plane didn't crash. Which same, I think is the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So what do we do when our love for my mother or your mother's love for you turns into a morbid dark place? Mm-hmm. And I do that joke and sometimes it crushes. You mm-hmm. wouldn't believe it. I don't do it the way I just said it. I just no, told yeah. you the premise. It's a joke crushes other times i do it and people are dead silent and then it's almost better that way because i go what am i to do keep that to myself Mm -hmm. we're all afraid of the same thing yeah the ice cream cone falls on the ground when you're a kid and you realize you're gonna die too (laughs) you know what i mean and your mom is old and and time keeps moving forward and you're getting old and and everything's out of our control what are we to not talk about it this isn't never been kissed and i'm not drew barrymore (laughs) we're gonna do some shit yes we got to yeah the sequel to when harry met sally is the good one. <laughs> then what? What was that marriage like? Uh, <laughs> that's what I always think about. Like, that's great. That's the one I want to see. I would like Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan to do the movie right now that... about that couple. Oh. 30 years later, you know, how do you yeah. the plastic surgery? You have to write, yeah, it, write yeah. in something to yeah. Well, that would be it. a part of it because <laughs> things change <laughs> when you don't want them to change. But yeah, I think that in that and to to bring the like there's a things are complicated and that's why in general when this is going back to what you said when people say because this happens a lot in discussions of things in the news let's take race out of it talking about michael brown or eric garner or many other uh people have been killed or beaten up by cops or whatever Mm -hmm. worse or trayvon martin let's take race out of it and i go you have to leave it complicated. Yeah. You can't you have to leave it complicated. You can't take that you can't take that out of it and think you're still having the same discussion. Yep. And for me, that's what this I talk about this in my act right now. We have to have more awkward conversations. We try to make the conversations less awkward. We mm-hmm. try to sanitize them. And that's and for me it's like well, you're not having the same conversation. You're just having some fantasy conversation. No, you're right. not actually you're talking spinning about, your wheels. Yeah, you're not actually talking about what if the complicated he was nature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if Spider Man was real? Yeah. Then okay, well yeah. He could have yeah. saved them. He could have saved yeah. yeah. And I think that, that that's a thing, again, let's talk about the normalization thing earlier, is that oftentimes I find that white people want to like make it normal. And by making it normal, they mean let's take race out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> whereas as a black person or of other people, kind of like, no, normal is, for me is is being black. So you right. can't take that part out of it because that's a part of my normality. I was thinking about that during Mad Men. Again, just to call like, – I. I'm uncomfortable with being called on my shit and it's also helpful. Yes. I watch Mad Men and I like it, but I, I'm, I know this is kind of a new thought – it's a white male character. And I go, yeah. that's me. Yes. The same fucking stupid lizard brain part of my brain that when I watch pornography goes, that's my dick. Yeah. yeah, yeah when yeah, I yeah. watch uh, Mad Men, I go, that's me. I'm the big That's shot. what I would say. And then it cuts to a scene with Pete Campbell and I go, that's also me. <laughs> and then it's Ken Cosgrove and I go, me. Yeah. And then, it, you know, I'm not And meanwhile, saying, I'm watching Mad Men going, I don't, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> and my wife was watching Mad Men. You're pushing Mad Men lobby. Going, she's the, I'm the smart woman who's being treated shitty right now, but. 
by uh, yeah. by Don Draper. That's right. Know? And so, and I don't want to be the smart woman who's being treated shitty. By but Don of course, Draper. I mean, this yeah. is your spaceship. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. So anyway, I, I just I understand what you're saying. That's how I related to it. Did I cut you off? I don't think so. Okay, let me go over the the paper here. I'm going to ask Mike Birbiglia if that's okay to say. It's okay. Star in my own movie, Mad Men. Oh, the Mad Men hat thing. There's a part of Mad Men where he's hanging out with beatniks, and they're all high, and yeah. he's high, and the cops are there in like a rundown building in the village, and they go, "You can't go out there, man." And he and he puts on his hat, and he goes, "You can't go out." There. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's <laughs> hilarious. But that is the most. Yeah. That that's like a that's that's white on white. Yeah, first yeah, of all, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. also just like no, I look like yeah, this. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I am I'm okay. Yeah, I look like I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a witness. I'm not yes. the criminal. And I, that's the thing. I'm sure there's parts of Mad Men I would enjoy if I sat through it. But like I said, it was just a no. thing where it's like there's there's like I said there's so much TV to watch. Yeah, you're fine. You just go yeah, I'll, I'll watch and some a, other TV. Apologies again that neither of us have seen Game of Thrones. I yes, don't wow. I don't want a single tweet. Yeah, I don't I I don't really I mean. Here's a Please blo- don't tweet me, but I don't want to apologize for it either. <laughs> don't tweet me, but I don't feel like I need to apologize. That's the thing. I just don't watch that television. Yeah, you it's know. fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. It'll be good. So where are you? Uh, we always talk about God at the end, as okay. you know, with Cameron. Yeah. So I don't know. I, we, wait, are we taping? <laughs> <laughs> you did it. When do we start? That is the latest anyone's ever done it. <laughs> yeah, I, I held it in my that back pocket. That is the latest I held it in my back pocket. It. Well done. Yeah. So what do you think? Uh, you can you can approach it a, a number of different. You can tell me how you started. Thank you. Meaning of life. Wait. So wait. So about my impressions of God. Your thoughts on the meaning of existence, the reality of consciousness, whatever you want to say, or or God, or is it horseshit? There's nothing. I feel very comfortable in having a belief in God, and also at the same time, that if I die, it just all ends. Second A. <laughs> I, feel very, I love that. I, I talk about this on stage, and this is sort of like my criticalness of atheists about like if you like sort of the atheists. There's a thing with atheists now where they sort of want to sell you on the fact there's no God, mm. and I'm like, I that's t- you can believe there's no God, and I'm fine with that, but also. As a black man in America, I kind of need a little bit of Jesus in my life. (laughs) And and I don't need you to believe in him. I'm not going to beat that belief into you because I'm not a Christian. But I am saying that, like, I do need a little bit of, like, help me, Jesus, get the bus. Yay. I need to to be thankful when something goes well. I need to have somebody to talk to. You know, and and in my act, I say when I picture Jesus, I picture old Denzel Washington with dreadlocks. Like, that's just (laughs) what I do. It doesn't mean that I think that I'm going to meet that guy. Uh, But I feel uh, very, uh, uh, as a black man in America who, I'm not, I went to church when oh, I was a kid. <laughs> that's, that's my that's, that's my Jesus. Great. My Jesus is the Burger King King. Oh nice. There yeah, you go. That's, that's, that's so my... I just but I feel very comfortable in sort of having that thing to fall back on and, yeah. and sort of feeling like it for me it's as real as it can be. I'm not a I'm not a somebody described me because atheists were there was this whole debate on my thing about atheism and then somebody said Kamal said that he uses religion I was like no I don't use religion at all yeah other other than the holidays Christmas is nice it's fun yeah 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 but it's it's the needing to just in having a little bit of like if life is this hard it's nice to think that there's something out there that sort of wants order in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Just because otherwise, as I said in my act, as a black man, I don't know how I'd get out of bed in the morning if I didn't if I didn't have a little bit of like, help me, Jesus. So you're open to the idea that it's it is an artifice of your mind. You've, you've yeah, I don't, but I don't, for this but fantasy. I don't, but in the same way that people believe in Game of Thrones, huh. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I don't need to. 
In the same way that it doesn't this, need to be real to be meaningful to you. It doesn't need to be real to me. And it, but also, I, I don't think about it not being real enough to. It's not something that, like somebody can go. Well, you know, it's not real, and I can prove it. No, it doesn't matter. It's this is a thing that helps me get through the thing. Believing that well, karma exists helps me be a better person. That's interesting. And also, I've seen it in my life go. Well, when I'm a shitty person, shitty things happen. Right. You know. Well, I think you know, and everybody that listens to the show knows that I love myth, and I think you're kind of saying in your own way that you're enjoying the mythology of it, meaning it's not burdened by whether or not it's real, meaning Newtonian, dualist, it's fake, it's, the, this the is universe, false. The this universe is... craves order. Right. That, the, you know, that energy is not destroyed. It's just tra- – like all that stuff. But I'm not – here's the thing. I'm not focusing enough on it that I'm going – that here's what I believe and here's what I want you to – here's what I want you to think of. Here's the right. belief system. Right. It's just – I grew up around. I grew up a lot in Black Baptist churches. Jesus was a thing. I saw old ladies pass out in the middle of services and have to get carried out. I saw I've James seen people, Brown went to your church. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't the only one who did that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've seen people speaking, minister speaking in tongues. I've seen. Yeah. You know, I've seen. I also see the church can be a thing that holds the community together. Like, forget that it's about God, but it just is a centralized place for people to go when they're like, right. "What the what the fuck is happening?" In Massachusetts, uh, we have Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I, it actually the thing meltdown is as much a church as any other Absolutely. church. It's, it's currently it's certainly a temple for people. So to is come. the iPhone line. Yes, and so I. So is yoga, and I think that so, so is yogurt, and nobody, and I'm not going to take anybody as much as I'm not going to watch Game of Thrones, I'm not going to take away your Game of Thrones. Right. So don't take away my black Den- my Denzel Washington with dreadlocks. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm saying. That's all so I'm saying. So what do you teach your kids? Well, that's funny. Well, we, Will, I know she's we, three. She's three. And my wife is, I, I feel like my wife is ethnically Catholic. Like she's like she's a white woman. She describes herself as Italian, but I feel like Catholic is her ethnicity. Yeah. She doesn't go to church a lot, She, but she when she goes to church, I can feel her going like... Ah, she yeah. certainly believes in gay marriage. She believes the church is screwed up in a lot of ways. She believes the last pope was a Nazi. You know, she's got all, she's, she's, she makes common, she has common sense, but she yeah. also, this is my ethnicity. Same way as a black person, being black in America is complicated. It doesn't make me love it any less. You right. Know? So that's, that's how I can say culturally Christian. I'm yes. not Catholic, but yeah, there's a comfort there. There's a comfort there. There's a familiarity. It's tradition and it's your family and it's memories of family. And it's hot coffee and bad donuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and, like, it's, and it's 45 minute services, which as a person uh, who grew up in the Baptist church, I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, in and out. Churches all day on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, literally Sunday school through church. Uh, <laughs> but so we, it's funny, we've talked about that. We baptized her, but we baptized her. The woman who baptized her did it. She's a non denominational I don't know if she's non denominational but she's not. She's a very open, not affiliated, not a, not affiliated with any sort of like it wasn't like a Catholic thing or a Protestant thing. She's a minister. She's I'll tell you if it was minister. Catholic or Protestant. Yeah. <laughs> was it immersion or did they sprinkle? No, no, no. It was sprinkled. Catholic. Up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not real. Not real. That's, you got to go under. That's right. Well, we, yeah. So we. So and I believe that that's <laughs> that the symbol of the baptism is about us as a family feeling like we're all in the room together. Oh yeah. We're all focusing on this kid. Buddy, and buddy. We're, and we're have and this is a symbol in the same way that like there's absolutely. All, yeah, People, we as a human, you know, despite what George Collins said, we crave symbols and we need symbols to get through the thing. That's in, absolutely in right. So that so we haven't had. Like I feel like now, her, currently, her religion is the TV show Doc McStuffins and the TV show Daniel Tiger, yeah, which teaches her moral lessons about life, right, and things that she repeats and, and things we can repeat back to her. So instead of saying the Bible says, I go. Right. 
Well, Doc McStuffin says that yeah. you should wash your hands. The, the gospel of the book of Daniel. The Tiger. book of Daniel and the book of Doc McStuffin. <laughs> Doc McStuffin is a is a Disney show, and it's a bla- it's a little girl who's black and is a doctor for her stuffed animals and toys. Oh come on! Yeah, what better Jesus does she need than that? Why didn't we think of that? I don't know. You it's... could pitch that in the elevator. <laughs> I know by, yeah. the, by the lobby. Yes, you you have a deal. And for me, I'm just like that's the, that's currently religion is about morality at some point. That's her religion that's her that's the thing she sort of like we can go like daniel tiger when she does something that makes us upset we go think about how every think about other people's feelings oh my that's daniel tiger and she goes love your neighbor as you love yourself yeah yeah yeah. and we go and she goes oh yeah you're right and it's just like who needs who needs the jesus at the end of a spear it's common sense or isn't there isn't that their jesus isn't that yeah. they're the face of the buddha yeah you know yeah. what i mean so, just, and now it's also complicated by the fact that disney is a multinational corporation and sure. they also want to make sure we buy all the doc stuff and stuff which we have a lot of it yeah and however at the end of the day those are the lessons i want her to grow up with and i'm and you know those th- that's her game of thrones yeah yeah we had the king of kings on the throne of thrones. <laughs> I don't know. That was a weird way. <laughs> I was like, you had right. such a good thing. And yeah. I was like, we're going to take a break and uh, come back and splice in the better joke there. Nice, nice. Black Kumau. What is it? Blackity, black, black? Black, blackity. Blackity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's black flags, black Kumau's black, That's blackity. It. Yeah. And do you fear death for yourself? Uh, not in any immediate way, no. I don't have any fear. I just, you know, it's going to happen. I feel like, uh... Isn't that crazy? Everyone finds out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's going to, it's going to happen. I mean, I've had, like, I've had medical scares where I, where I sort of had to confront, confront really? mortality. Yeah, yeah. I had a, what was it? It was not, it was turned out to be very, the, I, as I was told, the, uh, the, what is it? The smallest form of bladder cancer possible. <laughs> so, so not only is it cancer, but you're like really bad at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, yeah, it was like you, they were like, you got lucky. So they had, oh, you were lucky. Yeah, I thought they lucky. were like, it's so small, it's tiny to operate on. I don't no, know. no, no. They, they went in and scooped they got it out it. and went in your bladder, in my bladder, through the penis. And, oh, right yeah. in the urethra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. And like one of those batteries not included guys goes up. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I, I got to see him. I was awake during the surgery. That's not true. But it was this thing where the story of it is so weird because I was did not have health insurance at the time because I was a comedian. Yep. And uh, I was in a San Francisco program. They, San Francisco has great like sort of clinic programs. Mm-hmm. And so I went to a clinic program and they went, oh, you seem to, let's go get a CAT scan. Okay, you go over there. Okay, come back over here. All right, so you have cancer. All right, thank you for today. No. We'll schedule the surgery in a couple weeks. And then you just sort of leave because it's like they got 18,000 people behind yeah, you. Yeah, like, yeah. And I'm on the bus. Uh- <laughs> Cancer on the bus. Cancer is on a the bad bus cancer. was not. It was not a fun time. Oh, a casual cancer a casual diagnosis, cancer. Casual, and then yeah. a cancer. Bring that cancer on the bus. Yeah, and then on with the bus your receipt. Yeah, with my receipt of my cancer, and and we'll schedule that surgery in a couple weeks. Okay, you sure we don't want to do it now? Nope, we got eighteen thousand people behind you. You know, wow. I mean, they were as nice as they could be while also trying to, you know, it's like a deli. Move it. Through. You should have went to Doc McStuffins. I should have gone to Doc. You just put a UPC symbol on you, and you're like, I'm a <laughs> yes. gentle giant. Toy. Yes, yeah, gentle, the gentle giant toy. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes people get bladder cancer. Some yeah. toys get bladder cancer. Oh, my God. And she has to go in through your penis. <laughs> yes. That's yes, a lawsuit. Yes, yes. So when you were facing that, you didn't feel any sort of like – I understand that death is unpleasant, but it wasn't like a supernatural – you enjoy your Jesus, but you didn't bring the devil over. No, no, no. I felt I brought more Jesus over. I brought yeah. me and Denzel, me and Denzel, you and Denzel, Denzel Washington. Denzel Jesus. You know, like – and certainly <laughs> that's a time – you know, like, yeah. like, But it was – that was the – and the weird thing is, and I've never really talked about that, it was right around the time that I found out I got the show. 
No way. So there was a lot of like, oh my god like it was not but it's close enough where it was all it was all having to again talking about duality it was all having to live in my head at the same time wow now there was there no point it, i mean i only confronted it because you hear the words cancer and you think death but there was nothing about it that thought that i thought that it was like they weren't like you might die they were like oh we'll scoop it out and it'll be fine right but like but still you're like the word cancer is scary yeah and surgery and then you do that thing where you go fill out medical forms and go have you ever had cancer and i feel like not really, but yes. Like I feel like guilty compared to like actual cancer survivors, right, 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 right. Or, like people who are like, no, nah, yeah. Can I mean, you check it? But check it in pencil. I know it's that thing where you, it's that again. It's like the thing where it's like, have you ever had a, fe- a felony? And somebody's like, well, I stole a piece of pizza, and the cops, you know, like it's yeah, that yeah, thing where yeah, suddenly yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You had the steal a piece of pizza. I had cancer. To steal a piece of pizza cancer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, yeah it's gone. It's, I've had many checkups now that I have. Now that I got that uh, WGA insurance for a little while. Oh I got, yeah, I got everything checked out. Oh but, nice. That's probably going away, but did thanks. your butt hurt after that? Did they do the butt? The WG Prost, insurance or the Prost, cancer? Prostate <laughs> uh, exam. Yeah, I've I, they that was not for the those are different. No, oh. but I have had that. Yeah, mine hurt for days. No, that they, that was they're doing something wrong. My doctor is Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Was that all a setup for an Andre the Giant nope. joke? Okay. I just was, as you were saying, yeah, I was like, like say your doctor has big hands. Yeah, no, say, which, uh, be specific. Comedy's about specificity. <laughs> so Andre the Giant. Yeah. We do the jokes in real time sometimes. Yeah. Well, oh, go. No, that's all. Yeah. What's, the final question, this was great, and almost exactly two hours, which is just so cool. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Final uh, question mm-hmm. is, uh, one of the hardest times you've laughed is one. Mm-hmm. If you blank on that, we have other ones. People like that one a lot. Uh, one of the hardest times. Last time you cried is also one. Have you ever been in a fight is one. What's the last thing you Googled? How do you lose your virginity? Uh, <laughs> wait, do all, wait, I just get to pick one, right? You pick one. I mean, yeah, I'm not. Okay. I, uh, oh, the 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 uh, last thing I Googled was the phrase. I thought it was sometimes <laughs> a penis is just a penis. Yeah. But then I realized the phrase is sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah, that's right. But I, in my head, which to me is like funny that I actually you, you Freudian, it. Yeah, I Freudian, Freudian. I made it. I made it not. I made it dirty. You it slipped is, on yeah, a Freudian slip. I did. Quote. I did. So I was Googling sometimes a penis, and I was like, "There's no l- list for this at all." Oh wait, it's a cigar. Don't it's hit cigar. image. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or hit image because those are all my penises, right? As we said earlier, every penis on Google image is my penis. Uh, that was a lot. I'm a big Googler of, of things. I uh, just Googled the lyrics to Baywatch. Oh, that's funny. That's, it's some people stay. I thought it was some people stand in the darkness. Oh, that's some people stay in the darkness. See, and I only have time to do that because I'm not with my wife and kids at home. There's Isn't no time it great? to Google cigars and penises. Yeah. Uh, the uh, last time, so. What was it? Cry, hardest... virgin, hardest laugh. Hardest what kind of soap laugh. do you use? Black guy question. Do you use a washcloth? I use a washcloth. It's yeah. a black guy thing. I, I, I didn't know that until Chappelle's show told me that because he had the trading. It was a, It was around that time I actually got to be in like the Boston and the cellar and stuff, hanging out with those guys, talking yeah. about that. Yeah. So yeah. I think that might. I don't know if it inspired it or what. Certainly not anything I said, but I got to listen to people like Harris lotion. And, yeah. I remember going to college and the guy was like, "I was like, I need to go buy some lotion." Like, I was like, "Why are you buying lotion? You jacking off that much?" And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I need lotion." Like, like <laughs> at that point, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't masturbating that much. I'm yeah. like, no, I did yeah, yeah. for my skin. Although that uh, was a game changer when I was like, I think you can masturbate with lotion. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I used to chafe. Uh, then the uh, then soap I use is uh, Dove Sensitive Skin. Okay, that's a good soap. Ninety nine point forty four. Yeah, no, uh, that's Ivory. That's uh, yeah. Ivory sucks. Ivory will destroy you. Black skin. Does it really? Yeah, because it's it's not. It's just it's just like animal ebony fat. and ivory. It just yeah, just it'll they, it'll yeah. dry out. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the, the hardest I ever, man. I've I've laughed really hard a lot. I was a comedian and as a person who likes yeah. Uh, I'll tell you that these. Stories, I'll tell you the yeah, biggest laugh I ever got that I've never told the story. Oh, before. please! And it's sort of it's. I've always sort of kept it because I'm like it's hard to even explain. But it was such a great moment. Uh, I was in Berkeley. This is probably 15 years ago. Walking down the street, and there was a crazy guy, as there are in Berkeley. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like this really muscled. You see, like muscular homeless guy. I don't it's like weird. that. Yeah, it's like a crazy. Like you're crazy and you're homeless, but you're working out somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, somehow, <laughs> you're somehow finding time to do av- like you and big muscles. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So he's walking down the street and he's just rah, 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 and he's really making a scene. To quote my friend uh, Jeff Sienna, maybe it was his first day. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like he was he was yeah. uh, clocking in. <laughs> and there's a there's a like a minivan filled with like Berkeley Cal students, clearly some team that was going somewhere and he walked past the thing and he looked at them and they were sort of like looking at him like he was crazy and uh because he was he was like (laughs) he was being crazy because he was acting crazy and he walked past them and they looked at him and then he turned he got to in the middle of the intersection and i was about 25 feet behind him in the middle of the street he turned around looked at them and put his arms in the air like in this like in a like in a victory sign like (laughs) and then they sort of like they all like backed up and got like oh what happened he kept walking 25 feet behind him they were still in the, they were still parked and I turned around and I went yeah! and they exploded in laughter it was just like they, it, was, it was just this I, they, I, have, I don't think I've gotten a bigger laugh in my life they just weren't expect they didn't know I had seen it they didn't they were still taken aback but this guy just yelled at us and did this V for victory sign and then 25 feet later a random black guy turns around in the same intersection and does the same exact that's thing that's great and I just and I turned and kept walking I didn't hang out and so you just I could hear the, to it I like a car blowing the, up exactly. behind you like you walked it was a comedy version of an action movie uh, and I just great. and I never turned back around I no never, you didn't because I was like that's the and, and you've never me, even talked about it I never talked about it because it was always this little like it was just between me and them somebody but it was such a great like that's one of the moments you go i think i am funny uh, like you know like because there's a comic you always have this like i don't know maybe i'm not maybe i've gotten lucky right no i did that yeah, that, was, yeah, that yeah. was legitimately funny and maybe maybe they've told that story maybe they haven't but yeah we all had that moment and, oh, and then it was gone because i'd kept walking and they went about their business and tibetan sand sculpture it's gone you yes. swept it up that's what it the, was just for them best kind of comedy <laughs> i agree only made sense in the moment. Yes, I mean it makes sense now. But it yeah, made that's why I never told it because I was like, I don't even know how to explain it. And also, I felt like it felt like a gift from uh, old Denzel Washington with dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A gift from old. Denzel praise Washington his name. Dreadlocks. Yes, I mean, Book of name. Eli is kind of a Jesus. I, oh, I cried after that into the movie. That movie fucked me up. <laughs> because... Like it's funny. I feel me and Kevin Avery, who have a Denzel Washington thing, talk about it. Like I was like, I called my friend. I'm like, I just think you need to see it because yeah, like, I don't, yeah, I don't, and I don't. Oh, but that, see, that's that. That's that good badass. Yeah, you will be held into account. <laughs> I was like, yes, it was like you're on a mission. Yeah. I don't know if I'm – I think I'm allowed to make this observation. When he slams that guy into the into the bar and is like, you're going to be judged for what you yes. do. Like, yeah. you like, He calls him something almost biblical. Like, yeah. you wanderer of yeah. streets and harasser and attacker of children. And 
it's it's it had the gravity of like an old black woman yes pointing at you and going like you're gonna you're do you're, you gotta you're, turn your life around wrong. yeah yeah there's something about that kind of classic character but in this movie it's a man and he has a shotgun and he's and he's and, he's, <laughs> and it's also and he's a badass it was the first me and Kevin talk about the heirs of Denzel Washington movie that was the officially him entering into the old man action genre yes that Liam Neeson is like the, yeah. the king of the, yeah. like old man like there's something about it's very visceral for me I'll claim it again I'm not gonna say people like this yeah I'm gonna say I like this <laughs> watching older men kick people's asses makes me feel really good oh yeah like Liam Neeson and the best and Denzel it just makes me feel like because yeah, they're saying I'll do that I'll, when I'm 50 I'll start Mike, <laughs> yeah. Mike on Breaking Bad Yes, exactly. One of a, There's the something characters. about that that feels like, yeah, something yeah. that feels extra good. I don't know. Oh, I I completely get it. Yeah. And as somebody that grew up with my own, you know, I I didn't have Denzel Jesus. I had, uh, you know, like probably Corey Haim Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had some, I had Zach Morris yeah. Jesus. And, uh, but watching those movies, something that, t- it's like a sport. It's like growing up loving baseball. If you grew up loving the church and you watch a movie about a guy protecting the playbook of baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, yeah. you protect it. Yes. My yes. dad taught me that game. Exactly. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, all it is. That's, again, it's that same thing growing up in the church and seeing, like, feeling like he's doing it the right way. That's it? right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. We'll plug it. did it. We'll plug some if you want. You can yeah, please. say your website if you'd like. I mean, Okay, yeah. Is that a thing that yeah, happened? Yeah, I mean... Oh, uh, yeah, I'm actually about to... My, uh, f- well, first of all, I'm at this one... But anyway, I'm at Largo tonight, but... Uh, this won't be out for a bit. Won't be out for... No, I just... Sorry. I just had to remind myself. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm uh, after I go home and wait for a baby to show up for a month, yeah. then in November, I'm going out on, like, the biggest tour I've ever done. Oh, wow. So, yeah. This will be tour. right around that time. Yeah. And the tickets... O, the O Everything Tour, and you can get them, uh, tickets on my website, wkamalbell.com. And how do we spell Kamal? It's uh, W... Oh, and Kamau is spelled K A M A U. See, I know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, but you I know. Want, of course. Yeah, one know. of the other people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I know. See, I, I know. I know. I need to spell my website. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dot com and on Twitter and Facebook. www.w. I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> I, like, I don't <laughs> like it. We don't go that. Way. <laughs> and um, would you say keep it crispy? It's just how it ends. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, man. man. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 